This is the Criterion Creeps Podcast. I'm Jared Duncan. Uh, he is Jared Duncan. And we're just two guys who have no other choice now but to creep our way through the Criterion Collection one spine number at a time in order of release. Mm-hmm. This week, we're getting the hell out of this pod prison mm-hmm. as we watch spine 383, same backwards and forwards, RJ, in the oh, Criterion wow. Collection, Jules Dassin's Brute Force from 1947. But first... RJ. Yes. How are you? Uh, he said that in a very strange way. I'm not sure what to make of that. Uh-huh. Why'd you say it like that? How are you? Uh, I was fine until you started talking. See, the way yeah, yeah, talking. I, I, I've been told I should speak more emphatically. You were told you should speak more emphatically? Yeah, that's right. Like, M emphatically or empathically emphatically oh okay with emphasis was that a uh, comment on the patreon or something i think it was on discord someone said that on discord what's discord oh why rj i think it's one of the fastest growing communities socially online in the world today now that's that's huge if that's accurate it's not it's not accurate no, I, oh. I've been lying. I've been living a lie. Oh, it's not—it's not accurate at all. No one tells me anything. I don't know. I don't know how things work. Um, yeah, I'm fine. Mm. I'm fine. Uh, yeah. I don't have any outrageous stories. No, nothing crazy happening. Nothing. Too, um, nothing, nothing too nuts, huh? No, not really. I went to a little kids' hockey game on the weekend. And I showed up with a box of donuts, and I ate them all. You ate them I, all because it turns out no like because all these kids are go oh yeah we don't eat donuts anymore they're really bad for you. And well, you these go, kids are well, all right. <laughs> I can't I can't take them all home with me. <laughs> well, actually, there were a couple kids who wanted some, but I I could tell they wanted some, so I chose not to make eye contact with them. I was like, I'm just right. gonna eat these on my own. Yeah, you're like ah, sorry. Um, Sorry, they were for the people who played the game, not for the not for the guys watching the game. You know, yeah, yeah. <laughs> just eat another one. Yeah, it was actually actually I I can't speak to this. There was something weird that happens because I know you're not a sports guy, uh, but you are competitive, right? When I, it I comes believe, to tabletop activities, I, I believe in fair play. Okay, okay. So I was at a U uh, six uh, hockey team for my nephew. He's six years old. And he plays with five other five and six year olds. So the probation officer okayed this. Uh, yeah, yeah, it was green light because yeah. it's a okay. rink. Because it's a rink. Oh, okay. You know what I mean? Uh, so um, it's it's just... like a pen. It keeps yeah it keeps it keeps you out. Yeah, yeah, exactly. They they said, oh, the boards will keep you you clear, and I said, no problem. Mm-hmm. Um, so they don't keep score, and uh, 
There's like no real goalie. There's like a kid just kind of stands in that. It's just them kind of, you know, playing. Is that, is that not a goalie? Is that, is that not Well, the he doesn't have goalie, goalie equipment. But nonetheless, I mean, yeah. soccer, they don't have equipment. Have yeah, but equipment. I mean, in the and I think the next step up from six, five, six, six, seven, I think then there's an actual kid in goalie equipment and it's kind of I like see. more structured. Uh, but there, so there is a goalie, but yeah, he's just not yeah. wearing goalie equipment. I see. Uh, the, so there's a kid there, but they don't the, keep score the, or anything like that. And the, the, uh, so it's it's not being a goalie, just PPE, really. I mean, kinda. It didn't used to be in the mm -hmm. olden days, Jared. They didn't old, even wear face masks. Old, olden times. Olden times. Did you know the, hockey was invented by a Canadian, James Nesmith? Well, did you know that the hockey mask was invented by Jason Voorhees? Mm. 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 Is that because mm. he had a hockey stick uh, out on Crystal Lake? Yep. That'd be cool. Jason <laughs> guess, on ice would be he, cool. He fell, he fell through the ice and drowned. Yeah, that's cool. I like that. Yeah. You know how they have, like, Disney on ice? Jason on ice would be cool. Would you go to that? Jason on ice. Yes, yes. make sure he gets out of the water before it freezes, though. Yeah. Otherwise, he's stuck. Well, I mean, like, a, a rink... Like a skating, like musical show. Yeah, I'm just saying, like thematically, you have to make sure. Yeah, he's out, yeah. He's out well, that's how it starts. Is he breaks through the ice from the bottom? That'd be sick. Yeah. Oh, see, it's all coming together. Remember that idea we had? If this, yeah. if this ever dissolved, the other podcast. What if Jason? What if? What if Jason? What if there Jason? Jason on, on ice. So I like that quite a bit, actually. Yeah, yeah. What was I saying? Oh yeah, I was at a hockey game. Uh, so these kids, they're just out there to have fun, right? Like, they're just playing. And there's two, uh, the two coaches from each of the team, they go out with, like, a stick, and they just kind of, like, help the kids out. So if any of the kids, like, fall over real bad, they go and, like, pick them up, and they just make sure no kids, like, start fighting each other or anything, you know? <laughs> but then also, like, sometimes the puck will, like, go, like, over into the sides and stuff. And, like, the coach guy, he'll just get the stick, and he'll just kind of flick it out. And especially, like, if uh, one of the teams is getting, like, just... Because, like, at this point, the team that I was – or one of the teams was up, like, I don't know. They weren't keeping track, but it was, like, 10 goals to one or something. So this coach, like, of the winning – the team that was winning by that much, he would sometimes, like, like tick the puck to the – like, the team that wasn't doing very well, you know, to give them a chance. Yeah. And, like, I find that – I think that's fair play because, one, they're little kids. And, two, it's just, like, they, they should get a chance to play, like – this is the only time where they're not going to be keeping score and like getting defeated by how bad they lose. You know, do you think that that's fair that the coach well, would sometimes like fling the puck to the really bad team just to give them a shot? I mean, sure. Look, okay. life's, life's going to get him down in no time. See, that's, that's how I see it. But uh, a gentleman sitting about two feet away from me did not agree with that. Oh boy. Did he start giving out about uh, participation ribbons? Oh, man, this dude, he was wearing, like, etni shoes, like, you know, like, those, like, really puffy skater shoes, which apparently are coming back. Uh, he was wearing, like, uh, a Yankees hat uh, backwards. And, I mean, his appearance doesn't matter. I'm just I'm just nope. painting the scene for you, you know? <laughs> I think it was, like, a camo hoodie or something yeah. like that. What did he smell um, like? Uh, I tried very hard to avoid smelling this dude. I tried okay. very hard, but he coughed mm -hmm. towards me a couple times, and I went, this guy's got COVID 100%. Um, but anyways, uh -huh. uh, as soon as anytime that coach was in there, like kind of like just helping the kids out, this guy would be like, boo, boo, 
He's like, let him play. And he's like, dude. <laughs> he's got he's got some he's got hey, he had money on this game. Apparently. But it's uh, like they're five years old. It's like <laughs> just it's like let him just have fun and like that guy's helping. He's not like hurting anybody. But uh I looked at the dude once and I was like like I, I'm not one for confrontation, but I was like I I just want to be like, dude, shut up. <laughs> Nobody cares about what your opinion is, just shut up. You know what I mean? I thought it was really inappropriate, but maybe that was just me. I, I, I could tell other people in there were also uncomfortable. And it was just like, oh my god. Did, did this uh this guy have like uh like a child in the game? I, I, I guess. I don't know. I, I or see he just goes and checks out the U six. Yeah, boos, just boos children. Yeah, he's just trying to, you know, get a get a read on uh, what's coming up in the league, I guess. Ugh, yeah, I bet. Um, but yeah, I thought it was super inappropriate, and I was like, I was like, yeah. you're the worst kind of dude. Um, you know that what? reminds me, I was at a high school basketball game once, and uh, one team was shooting a free throw, and a coach on the other team, the kid missed the free throw, and a coach on the other team was like, dumb bitch. And he said it out loud, loud enough, that a guy like me, who wasn't even close to him, could hear it. Are you muted for some reason now? No, I just went. Yeah. Anyways. Uh, yeah. So some some guys boo six year old hockey games. Some mm -hmm. grown men call 16 year old boys who miss a shot dumb bitches. It's a weird world Sport, out there. Sports are, well, sports RJ. That seems to be the common denominator. Well, do you never get that in 40K or like Yu-Gi-Oh or something where it's like well, someone plays a bad hand and it's like, you dumb bitch. Well, I, I do believe I posted about this uh, on the Discord recently. Uh, how I heard a a a large man uh, playing Digimon uh, say to another player that that would be a real cuck move. So I don't know. Uh, I I, th I feel like there's a little bit of irony there, maybe just, just a, a little, a, a hint. Um, yeah. But uh, so yeah, but these these uh, mouth breathers you're describing to me, um, mm -hmm. yeah. It's cool. Sports. Yeah, I know, and that's sports, the thing. It's like sports. I played sports, man. Like, it, like, and I, I wanted to win and stuff, but like, I didn't care that much. I was, I would never like, you know, these, these like these losers. They're not even playing themselves. Well, exactly, exactly. It's just like, it's like, what's your stake in this? You think your no. six year old's gonna make it to the NHL? He's not. He's not. You know. Not with that kind of parent. Not with that attitude. Well, oh, that attitude there, son. Yeah. Yeah. So I saw that, and that was kind of frustrating. Mm -hmm. Um, What else is going on here? Anything happening in your world? I don't know. Um, no. <laughs> Did you see it, that? Did you <laughs> I wish it was reading weeks. Reading days. weeks? Yeah. Oh, yeah, you took that off, eh? Uh, yeah, I did. I, I wish yeah. I had another... What'd you do with your time? Nothing. It was awesome. Yeah, just kind of sat around? Yeah, well, you know, I worked on some uh, projects. Okay. Some, some 32 mil, some okay. 50 mil projects. Is that good? good? It was good. It was good. Okay. Right. Yeah, that's cool. Wonderful. I like that. That's cool. Mm -hmm. I had a couple days off. Not the full week. Mm -hmm. I had a couple days off. Yeah, well, I, heard, well, I heard there was like a Pizza Hut conference. There was a pizza conference, and uh, it's one of those things. They're kind of like you gotta go. 
uh, you got to see how the pizza's made. And we said, we make the pizza. And they said, you got to see how it's made. Look, new by innovations. The real guys. The innovations. Mm. We got speakers coming in. Yeah. We got uh, we got one guy. He's going to be talking about marinara. Ooh, mm-hmm. can't wait for that. Yeah. Uh, they got the calzones. That Rethinking dude's Parmesan. <laughs> Rethinking Parmesan. That's how it, Parmesan. With a heart. Papa, that sounds a little too close to Papa John, sir. No, no, no. Not we Papa might John. To, we, we might have to ask you to leave, sir. Parma John. Parmigiano, I believe, is the correct pronunciation. Uh, so there's a little Parmigiano in there. Um, one dude had just a mind-blowing uh, presentation on, um, like, what a circle is in a pizza pie. Like, do you know what I mean? Like, circles. Oh, yeah. Yeah, concentric circles. It was it was it was, was about techniques. Well, no, it was more about like what a circle is and how circles are a construct of it. Like it's a shape, but shapes are constructs by our creation. And like the pizza pie itself is just an illusion um, of a like a flat Earth kind of thing. Mm-hmm. It was wild. Okay. Yeah, yeah, but uh, yeah, a lot of lot of good development there. Um, uh, what should I say? I don't know. Like I, I did a lot of like a lot of sessions on how to answer the phone. Mm-hmm. Pizza Hut. Hello, Pizza Hut. Oh, and but but you have to also tell them your role. Hello, Pizza Hut. My name is uh, Robert, and I will be your pizza specialist, your concierge today. Pro- product specialist. I will be your product specialist, uh, concierge uh, at this moment. Yeah. How yeah. can I direct your order today? Mm-hmm. fine individual that's how it, fine individual is the preferred way to how can speak. how can we achieve uh, mutual satisfaction here oh in this, in the, yeah yeah that's not bad mm-hmm. they didn't have that at the uh the keynote well, they, hey they can't the key- they don't want to ru- they don't want to rush things there's always next yeah. year the keynote was pepperoni it always is it, like always is, yeah there's always this build up like is it going to be something different this year and it's yeah. like this year it's back pepperoni Number no, one selling pizza of the year. I imagine that probably in the nineties it was all about the Italian sausage. Ooh, a little sausage. Yeah, but then you know, market forces change. Uh, yeah, and the uh, the speakers have to adapt. They they yeah. still want to get the, they still want to get that call. It's a big payday. Mm-hmm. Speaking uh, at the conference, uh, I mean, there's only one. Oh, it's year. only once a year. Yeah, once. Yeah. And I mean. They have to sign those contracts uh, exclusivity. They don't want them talking over at uh, Little Caesars. Yeah. They don't want them talking over at Domino's. Oh fuck so, no! You don't want that. Yeah. So they gotta be. They gotta be careful. Yeah. And um, yeah. So it's a. It's a living. It's a living. It's a living. So. So that's not bad. Got that not too. On not us. too bad. That's a, that's pretty good. I'm glad that it was. Uh. uh rewarding. Rewarding. Yeah. Yeah. It's one of those things. You get a little tote bag, you take it home. There's like oh. a couple crusts in there, like uh, oh, yeah. like, like you know, cast, pe- cast bronze crusts, cast bronze crusts. Yeah. Uh, there's usually a dipping sauce in there. Um, okay. you know, just a little party favors. I got you. Yeah, and other than that, you know, just been smooth sailing, baby. Yeah, smooth sailing down sailing. that stream. Uh, that, that mainstream, which is mentioned in Justin Peterson's email. Oh, okay. Going mainstream. Who was? I don't know. Let's, let's oh. find out. Okay. Hey, Jared and RJ. What's happening? 
the universe has finally given me the final side I need to confirm uh, that minifig culture is alive and strong since oh, wow. I caught a commercial in the gym for how Gorilla Super Glue is a perfect option for getting awesome little figures to go back together or stay in one spot. So do you guys ever glue any of your models? Ever since Lego villainized the concept in their movie, it kind of seems taboo to do it at this point. Are I don't they? do. Would you models? ever use? Well, say if, what, what I mean. Obviously, what what if something, heaven forbid, happened to Bane? What if to Bane? Yeah. What if Bane fell off his ledge? I'd bury and, him in the backyard. Oh, you you want to try to glue no. his arm back on? His no, glue. because as I always say, sometimes dead is better. We don't want to resurrect that thing. Do you I know what see. kind of evil would be held within that? So if we, if it breaks and it unleashes, the only way you could save yourself is to bury it, put a ring of salt around the cart, like the the corpse, and then uh, you know, kind of just let the birds have it. <laughs> Did you happen to uh, check out Freestyle Bane? Freestyle Bane? I yeah. saw it posted, but uh, I was at work when it was posted. I think so. I didn't it's, watch it yet. It's, I will. It's my, it's, it's my kind of dumb. It's your kind of dumb. Yeah, yeah. It's, that's it's, a that's that was an R. Oral knots, right? Oral knots. I have no idea. Yes, it was an oral knots. They make good videos. I've seen some mm -hmm. of their videos before. Mm hmm. You've seen some of their videos before. Well, no, yeah. Super. So, Gorilla Super Glue, you definitely wouldn't want to use on minifigs. Um, like Gorilla Glue? Yeah. No, you okay. would do it for like, if you're doing some terrain stuff or working with some non traditional materials uh, mm -hmm. while doing basing. But you know they they make plastic glue, um, that's formulated to work with their special blend of plastic, uh, so mm. you get nice cohesion and burning and uh, reduces gaps and stuff like that. And then there's reduces like gas gaps. Oh okay. And but there probably is some off gassing if you use a Zappa gap, which uh, is an accelerant for speeding up your glue, so you don't have to hold things for so long. Wait What's the the bond. Zap a gap. It's called. Zap, it's it's a brand. Zap a gap. It's like glue, but then there's like I, these. I don't know if I like that. There's like two these these fancy things they do. Technology. Zap a gap, hey. Zap a gap. I don't know if I like that. One one that is conveniently located for purchase at Showcase Comics and Hobbies in Creepsville, Alberta. Don't come on. You're better than that. Goat movie question of the game. Hey, what actually? Hey, did you ever think about gluing Lego together? No. Yeah, me neither. I mean, I, I wouldn't get up. I wouldn't get all upset about it or anything. But that that wasn't something that I would. I would do. I don't mm. even have glue. You, you just don't have glue. I don't even have glue. Well, I mean, there is like natural adhesive all over your house, I believe. Can you explain what you mean by that? Have you ever heard of cobwebs, RJ? Um, I'm going to choose not to engage in this conversation. See, you, di you didn't know where that was going. I didn't know where that was going. That's why mm. I asked for clarification. If you don't yeah. know, you have to ask, right? Goat movie question of the week. Mm -hmm. was looking for a chill comedy the other night, so I revisited Pineapple Express, which I found to be a very overrated for a stoner flick. So what do you guys okay. think are James Franco's best movies? It has to be Spring Breakers, right? Maybe The Disaster Artist? I don't know. 
What, I mean, what probably about the Disaster Artist. No. I haven't seen Spring Breakers. Pretty good. Uh, Got um, Jeff Jarrett in it. He's cool. Jeff Garrett, in, uh, did you say? Yep. Okay, Joms, Franco. What about Spider-Man 3? <laughs> Any of the Spider-Mans. Yeah, the Spider-Mans. Uh, 127 Hours? He cuts his arm off in that movie. You ever seen that? I have. What about yeah. Sonny? Remember Sonny? Sonny? Sonny. Sonny. What was that again? I think uh, I've seen that. The only film directed by, written by, actually not written by, but directed by Nicolas Cage. Oh. No, I haven't seen that. Uh, It's actually kind of surprising to me how few people that I follow have watched this. Like, no mm. one has seen this movie. That's yeah. inter- that's that's actually really interesting. I wonder if anyone really knows that Nicolas Cage did direct a movie. Probably not. With James Franco, and yeah. it's got old Harry Dean Stanton, and Mina Savari, mm-hmm. and Nicolas Cage, Seymour Cassell, because of course you got to put uh, Seymour in. Mm-hmm. I mean that's all well and good. I haven't seen it though. But have you seen Deuces Wild? I with James Franco. Mm, uh, you know what? And Stephen Dorff. Fuck, I might have watched this movie. I rent I rented that movie more than one time on VHS. <laughs> I bet you did. I'm not gonna ex- I'm not gonna say how many times. Let's just say it was more than once. Okay? okay. More than once. Flyboys, that's a great Brad show. R- Brad Renfro and Norman Reedus? Yeah. <laughs> As Marco. Oh, who doesn't like Marco, you know? Yeah. Oh shit. Johnny Knoxville's in it too. Uh, yeah, it's got everybody, dude. It's, it's got, everybody. got everybody. It's got everybody. It's got literally everybody. Deuce is wild. This is the Deuce is wild podcast. Uh, so it's uh, got a, you know, uh, you know, George Palermo. Who doesn't know George Palermo? Yeah. Well, he plays a guy <laughs> named Stevie Olives in Deuce is wild. <laughs> if you saw a picture of this guy, you would go, yeah, that's definitely Stevie Olives. Hey, Stevie Olives. Hey, Stevie Olives. Oh, there's a guy named Ronnie Marmo plays a character named Moof. Oh my God! Did you see what Moof? <laughs> did, did you see who Paul Sampson plays? No. Are you still on the page? No. Jared, tell me. Okay, well, now I got to build up to it. There's a character named Punchy. There's a Johnny Knoxville plays a character named Vinny Fish, which is pretty good. <laughs> Mel Rodriguez plays Big Dom. Balthazar Getty plays Jimmy Pockets. Uh, Matt Dillon plays Frizzy. Mm-hmm. Fritzy, sorry. Frankie Munez is Scooch. Uh, Scooch is a pretty good name. Uh, we got Little Jack, Big Dom, Philly Babe. Uh, okay, wait, I'm getting up to it. We had Moof, which I already said. Um, Stevie Olives, you noticed. And then Paul Sampson plays a character named Joey Pants. Holy shit. You know about Joey Pants, Jerry? I know. Well, I mean, the movie's very confused. There's only one Joey Pants. There's only one Joey Pants. I think this is due for a rewatch for, uh, for you guys. Uh, Jerry, can I, have you ever heard of a streaming source called Tubi? Oh, it's on there, is it? Deuces Wild is available to you right now. Me? 
you, the consumer, maybe right I'll watch now it. Maybe I'll watch Tubi. it when you talk about Discovery Season 3. Oh, I'd love that. Yeah, if you want me to talk about it, uh, uh, Discovery <laughs> Season 3, you could watch Deuces Wild on Tubi. I'll watch it, and then everyone, you'll be talking, and you'll, you'll be like, you know about Blink Blink, Jared? And I'll go, oh, yeah, yeah, sounds great. You, you say Joey Pants? Yeah, of course I know about Joey Pants. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, that's good stuff. Uh, foodie, foodie talk, RJ. Mm-hmm. Among the foods I dread seeing most are deviled eggs. I have come I like to enjoy eggs. how they taste, at least. Mostly out of spite for those who know I hate them. I don't think he said out of spit. Oh, but the whole concept is a bit much, in my opinion. <laughs> the concept? <laughs> what's the... What's, what's, uh... A bit much, I guess. Uh, with how much you have to take the eggs apart, and they have their own special kind of serving plate for the little egg butts to sit in. What say you to this apparent delicacy? I like deviled eggs. I don't think yeah. you got to do anything too fancy with it. They, it no. does, just put it on a plate and eat it. Maybe it's like a Carolina thing. Maybe yeah, they, they, they go overboard maybe. But to me, it's just like yeah, it's just eggs. Looks good. I mean. Yeah. Maybe it's like a, a JP just all about like a hard, having himself a nice hard-boiled egg. Can I tell you what I ate before I sat down here? Uh, hard-boiled egg. Hard-boiled egg. Yeah. Hard-boiled egg. Just yeah. put a ton of salt on it and ate it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's, a, that's that. That is a strategy. I salt every <laughs> bite. <laughs> no. Plus. Where do you stand on other so-called fancy foods like caviar and escargot? Never had caviar, never interested. Escargot was gross, and I only ever had it once, and I never wanted it again. Yeah, I've never had either. Um, yeah. I mean, I've had egg. I've had, like, weird sea eggs. <laughs> like, Are you talking before. about, like, roe? Like the little uh, orange eggs? That's yeah, yeah, food. yeah. I'm not sure if it's, yeah. like, in the same ballpark as that, but... I've never had yeah. caviar. I mean, caviar is weird though because there's like there's degrees of quality of caviar. Well, you want like sturgeon caviar, I think. Mm. I think I think or bo- like beluga caviar is like not beluga whales, but I think <laughs> yeah, like, whoa. But what I think beluga. Here? I think beluga beluga caviar. I think is from sturgeon, which are like incredibly gross dinosaur fish that we have here in uh, Berta. Florida? I think I think that's what it is. Let me see. Beluga caviar. Maybe it's not beluga. Maybe it's like bulgara. What about what about spider eggs? Uh, I wouldn't I wouldn't much know anything about that. Okay. Yeah, yeah. You guys all thought you were being funny on Discord. I just didn't open that thing for like a, a day. I saw one of them and I just I just left it. <laughs> so you're just torturing yourselves, I think. No, no, we're good. Yeah. I'll just leave the Discord. I'll just leave the podcast. It's way easier. <laughs> Called Spidercast. Spidercast. I just, I just want to point out the, the hypocrisy of a man who's who's played Spider-Man video games, watching <laughs> Spider-Man cartoons, and is just so anti-Spider. I mean, come on. Well, but that's because I live. A real a real J Jonah Jameson here. I live through them. Okay, update. Beluga caviar is from a beluga sturgeon. Okay. This fish is found primarily in the Caspian Sea. I was going to say, because I was going to say beluga whales. Like, whoa, isn't that a mammal? Last I checked. Yeah. 
Well, no, I didn't mean like <laughs> baby harvested. belugas. Yeah, I, know. I was like, what the fuck? I don't think we should. No one should be eating beluga babies. Oh, uh, do you remember that song, Baby Beluga? <laughs> no. In the ocean blue. <laughs> you don't know Baby Beluga? No. Jared, what what kind of school did you go to? When we were in grade one, grade two, fuck, we sang the shit out of some baby beluga. Yeah, and you can't you learn language like that, I bet. Uh, yeah, a little bit. Foul, foul mouth Catholic did, kids. Did you at least do head, shoulders, knees, and toes? Yeah, sure. Head, shoulders, knees, and toes. Knees and toes. Mm. Whoa, that's a that's a new riff. I've never heard that uh, method of singing it. What, like fast? Yeah, I well, can sing really you, fast. You, you'd escalate toward that. Oh. No, you. I I start fast right away and burn everyone out. But RJ, the question is, do your ears hang low? Uh, mine wobble to the flow. I see. I see. I can okay. time in a knot. I can time in a bow. Does your chain hang low? One last random question. Oh, okay. So do you guys have a favorite season? Each year yes. I get annoyed as the signs of spring come around and tons of pollen and erratic weather. And that lame bunny holiday. Here is my seasonal preference rankings. Ooh, interesting. Okay. So at the I bottom. Know, I know what the right answer is. N- but... Number four, spring. Number three, summer. Number two, winter. And number one, fall. What about you, RJ? Yeah, I think we've been very open on Gruel School. Fall is the best season. Yeah, peak peak without, season. Without yeah. a doubt, fall is the best. I I mean, I think spring is nice too. Yeah, I, I mean, like spring. I'd go. I mean, I'd go fall, spring, summer, and winter. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, and like, not that I don't mind the cold that much. I just hate fucking snow. It's such a pain in the ass. Uh, there's definitely, I mean, summer, winter are a coin toss for me. Well, yeah, um, if it's 45 degrees in the summer, that's not nice yeah. either. Yeah. We And we only, where we live, we only get like two weeks of fall, two weeks of spring. And yes. then we'll have two weeks of nice spring weather. And then it'll be 45 above. And it'll do, it'll do that all the way until October, where we'll have two weeks of nice fall weather. And then it'll be negative 40 degrees. So we don't have... We don't get fall and spring no. very often. No, some once in a while we get we get a special treat. Uh, I guess my true crime talk. Oh, RJ logged off. He's gone. It's just the two of us, you and I. Yeah, just the two of us. Oh, and RJ is back. Good. Uh, did you see that? I I mentioned Al Gore one time in my Discord. <laughs> mm-hmm. Okay. He showed up and went, click. I can turn it off whenever I want, RJ. I could have your, I could could have you killed. And (laughs) then we continue on. Uh, Speaking of crime, Mm. uh, Justin concludes, I guess my true crime talk put RJ in a mood for murder since he checked out the Murdaugh murders this week. The trial is apparently a big deal here in Charleston where it is going down, but I don't know shit about it. So I look forward to getting RJ's scoop coming up. All for now, and mm. thanks for the time. Best from Big J Money Peterson. You hear about this? You seeing this? Yeah, I watched a true crime, and it's uh, in South Carolina. Southern. Uh, yeah. Southern comforts. Are you, are you, are you going to talk about it later? or? 
I'll talk about it briefly. I don't know. Like, okay. I don't know. I don't think I ever talk too much about the true crimes I watch, do I? No, I don't think so. Just Most of the time, uh, there's not much to be said. No, no, I'll, I'll, I'll mention it very briefly. I only have one movie I really want to talk about. Okay. All right. Really want to talk about. Really want to talk about. Yeah. Uh, one more email. Oh. Rob Eagle. Oh. With oh. an email entitled, I want to believe. Uh oh. Hello, creeps. Apologies for last week's confusing email. I was hurrying around all day and had to rush it for deadline. Jared, however, showed courage under fire and persevered magnificently. Mm hmm. So rushed was I that I forgot to congratulate Mr. Peterson on his splendid co-host duties the week before. Although I'm a tad miffed at Justin, he'd DM'd me the night of about his rating quiz and informed me you'd cancel that night's show. We were speculating who the mysterious guest might be. Peterson sh 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 shalomomed me, for twas he he was all along it. He never let on, sneaky Justin. You guys were talking a while back about being scared by movies. One thing that doesn't scare me in movies is spooky ghosts. I what? simply can't suspend my disbelief and buy into the notion that ghosts exist. It's silly, I know, but Wolfman, I can believe in. Space aliens and dinosaurs too, but not spooks. Another thing I'm going to have a big problem with is deep-faked, de-aged Indiana Jones in the upcoming Dial of Destiny. Mm -hmm. is, is that what it's called? Yeah, it is. Oh, I, I you bet know, you're mourning, wishing for those Crystal Skull days, aren't you? Yeah. yeah. The Dial of Destiny. Right, I think that might be the film's Dial dead. Of <laughs> there you go. I think that might be the movie's bat noir, just as the space aliens killed Crystal Skull. I know your esteemed colleague claims to like Crystal Skull, but I yeah, think he good. might be teasing us. Is that true, RJ? Are you teasing us? I don't know. I thought Crystal Skull was good. Got Shadow Buff in it. Oh. I think even if the deep faking is flawless, and it's going to have to be, I'll be marveling at the technology when I should be enjoying Indy's adventure. Thoughts, gentlemen? Regards, R.O. Beagle. Robeagle. Um, I think deep fake stuff is really stupid anyways. Oh, I don't, yeah, I don't yeah. like any of that stuff. Yeah. They should just cast a young... Uh, I don't know. They they, re they cast a young version of him in Last Crusade. It was fine then. Or Young Adventures of Indy. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Can you imagine if they like, had the technology then? Yeah. <laughs> Oh, they'd have weird little, like, young Harrison grafted on. Yeah, yeah. You know what I, I wish they did instead was, like, do you remember? I saw this pop on the, up on the internet before, but it's, like, in that Seinfeld episode where they do the flashback with uh, Frank Costanza and they just have Jerry Stiller as his normal age playing a younger version of him. That's the kind of stuff you want. You don't want anything else than that. Just cast, no. you know? Just put the old man in there and say that he's young. Put a wig on his head. That's how the pros do it. Yeah, X-Files style. X-Files. Yeah, you can tell they're younger if their hair is a little bit askew or if they have weird bangs or something. Yeah, that's right. Then you know. Then you know. No. Mm-hmm. No. Anyway. Uh, yeah, I mean, I think this uh, indie 
five is probably going to suck. Probably. No. <laughs> that's that's what history would uh, dictate. But mm-hmm. who knows? I'd be I'd, I'd be fine with it being good. Was Terminator Five any good? No. 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 But some say Fast Five was uh, really breathed the new life into the franchise. Oh, really? No. Some do you think it? That. Do you think it's finally like conquered the franchise fatigue? Uh, what Indiana Jones? Any of them? Any of them? We'll see. Okay. We'll see. Anyways, well, that's it for emails. I feel feel like uh, Discord has really deflated the need for emails, RJ. What's the Discord, Jarrett? Uh, you know, it's fast growing and social people on the internet. They pay us a dollar. I didn't mention that part. As low as a dollar on Patreon. You can hop on there. You you can join us with that exclusive link. Nobody else has it. Just you and me, buddy. Come on. Mm-hmm. Hop on. Okay, yeah, that's cool with me. You know what else is on there? Exclusive episodes. Oh, my God. What kind of exclusive? Things that people want to hear about? Oh, man. Oh, man. It's too much to talk about. Oh, that's okay. That's real good. Okay. Interesting. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. With, uh, you know, very... uh penetrative um ex- exposés on uh television okay as only rj can deliver I wouldn't, I wouldn't give myself that much credit mm-hmm. no not yet rj yeah what you been creeping on this week uh i finished spider-man animated wow yeah, well, I mean, it's not that long. Um, <laughs> you whizzed right through it. First three seasons are good. They cared. Yeah. There was a lot of good stuff in there. Season five is a real bummer. Uh, the animation went way down in quality. Like <laughs> That's saying something. Yeah, well, I mean, I, I liked the first three seasons. Like it, They actually tried a little bit, but like some of the stuff was like, it seemed like mistakes. Like uh, characters would talk and their their like lips wouldn't move, and then it was almost like they like a character would move and they would just slide the like the frame like over like like so they didn't have to animate like a walking thing. It was really I don't know like if you just looked at it face value for, like one episode, you might be like I don't know, it looks fine. But if you watch all of that together, you're kind of like like oh you're like they kind of stopped caring for this, hey. Uh, and the storylines got kind of weird too. Like, um, they do secret wars, and uh, um, he does Avenger stuff, and then after that, it's like uh, multiverse stuff, and he's hanging out with a bunch of different Peter Parkers, which is kind of cool. Mm-hmm. There's like a Doc Ock Peter Parker. There's a Peter Parker who doesn't have powers, which I thought was really. I actually thought that was good. I was like, that's a nice bit in there. Uh, and the villain was uh, Spider Carnage. Where the oh, Carnage yeah. symbiote meet, hits uh, Peter Parker, and then uh, that's the bad guy. Oh man! Yeah, you know about Spider Carnage, Jared? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So um, it was, yeah, it kind of, it kind of fizzled in the end, which was a little bit of a bummer. But uh, oh well, I started watching the X Men show, and this first season's good. I like it. I like that. I like and, that and, X-Men. and the uh, one of the all time great uh, opening theme. Songs. It's the best. It's the best. And that and like the animation in that opening thing is wicked good too. Like mm-hmm. um 
Yeah, I'm a couple episodes in. It's good. I like, uh, I mean, obviously it's good. We all know that. <laughs> so I remember, I think at the time having to rent the like first. So back back in the day, RJ. Day of the Sentinels? Uh, this is before Fox was available yeah. uh, in, mm-hmm. in old uh, Canada. Mm-hmm. So I had to wait. And it was like one of those things that you, you don't even know what's going to come. They released the first few episodes on VHS, yeah. and the only way to watch X Men for a while was watching it on VHS, like you know, several months after they were on the yeah. air. And I remember like seeing those like in comics being like advertised, like you can own this on tape. And yeah. I was like, oh, I can! I'll be able to watch the X Men cartoon like, finally. And man, I watched I watched those episodes a lot as a yeah. kid, uh, renting them mm-hmm. until finally the, the the great day came in probably like ninety. 9394 when we got Fox uh yeah. in in old Creepsville and X-Men was on there and I was able to stay current. But they were, I think they were at the point like where they were kind of looping around. Yeah, in, they did that the episodes. once in a while. Yeah, yeah. And so I was able to like kind of pick up where I had left off. But I was was always very frustrated by Morph. <laughs> I, I know, like, oh, but Mor- Morph's Morph- out of there in the first episode. I know, but he's just gone. Yeah. Oh, you were frustrated that the lack of morph. Yeah, I wanted, I wanted like no more. I'm like, who's this morph character? He's not in my cards because I had oh. all the because uh, I had the uh, I Jim, the Jim Lee X Men cards. Yeah, uh, that came out probably around that same time when uh, X Men was huge, big business X Men. Yeah, and I was like, who's morph? Like, because I had all the cards and I'm like, he's not in my cards, and I didn't realize he was an original character. Mm-hmm. Um, basically for the show, and then I guess they, I think eventually do come back to morph. Uh, you find he, out he does come back eventually. He's yeah. all grizzled and like yeah, yeah. He was he was kidnapped or yeah, his yeah. yeah he was picked up by the government. The government. Uh, the government. But uh, then of course they did did morph uh, again in the comics though in the Age of Apocalypse comic, mm-hmm. like the, the that storyline, yeah. and they made him just like this white ball, like like white head guy. Like he's awesome. Yeah, actually, exactly like the chameleon. Uh, and he, yeah. had a, he had a wicked suit, and yeah. then he was so popular. I think they saved him in the series Exiles, uh, okay. starring Blink, who was also like a pink elf mutant uh, from Age of Apocalypse. So it was like her and Morph uh, running around with other multiverse people. Back, mm-hmm. it, was, it was like Sliders, but but, but Marvel Comics, but with Morph. Who doesn't like Morph? So I, I always had an affinity for saying. Morph, but I think I remember when I uh, watched the first episode, I'm like, mm-hmm. oh god, this character's like the the pin, pinnacle of like sarcastic '80s Whiny. characters. Yeah, he's yeah. like, oh, this guy could be uh, voiced by uh, whatever his name is, uh, Garfield. Here we go again. <laughs> that is that is Peter Morph. or uh, Peter Venkman, who's also well, what's his yeah. name, Lorenzo. Are you talking about Bill Murray? Because no. he played Peter Venkman in live action and Garfield in live action as well. Wow, not in cartoon land. Yeah, but this, are you saying the guy who voiced Peter Venkman in the cartoon also voiced Garfield? Mm-hmm. What a strange overlap, no? Well, uh, what was it? Lorenzo Music? Of course, Lorenzo Music. Okay, just like... Uh, buddy. Lorenzo Music's just like... Yeah, see, listen, li- listen to this. Uh, okay. Yeah. So, so Lorenzo Music. Yeah, that's what I always thought it was weird. So, see, Lorenzo Music beat Bill Murray to the punch. Okay. 
Uh, music voice characters for such shows as Tailspin as Sergeant Dunder, The Real Ghostbusters as the original voice of Peter Vangman, Adventures of the Gummy Bears as Tummy Gummy, Fluffy Dogs as Ozzy the Green Cool Fluffy, Pac-Man, Pound Puppies as Teensy in the uh, season two episode Little Big Dog, and Darkwing Duck. Yeah. Remember Darkwing Duck? Lorenzo Music? Yeah, Lorenzo Music, man. Is that anything like Claudio Movie? Uh, it might be. Yeah. Oh, uh, man. You, you know, you have no love. You have no, uh, yeah, no, no music yeah. in your heart for Lorenzo music. Yeah, no, that's who. That's who. Yeah. That's who. Yeah, that is. I mean, that's Morph. That's oh. Morph for you. Uh, <laughs> kind yeah. of funny. People like love, people loved, uh, Morph. Sorry, sorry, I did. I was a kid. Well, because there was like always like, you know, Grumpy Bear was like yeah. kind of the, the miserablest. Peter Mankman was the miserable Wow, Actually, he's like, he's moody. He's moody, goes, grumpy. rage. Yeah, he is moody. It's actually it's really funny to see in the the cartoon. Like he's <gasps> he's incredibly RJ. moody. Uh, what? RJ, when I I don't even want to look this up and be disappointed, but so you're you're are you gonna stick it with uh the Fox side of things? You're gonna watch for some. Uh, so you're gonna watch X Men, but. What I'm, and I don't know if you've watched it for a long time, but I would I would suggest because the last time I watched it, it was so it, it held up real well. Is uh, animated mm-hmm. series Superman? Uh, I did watch that. Um, not that long ago. Not. Uh, no, it's it's long ago now. It was probably like six years ago, maybe seven. That's not that long ago. So really. I did go on a I did go on a rip a while ago. Um, the DCUA. Yeah. Or AU. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, like I mean, I have Batman animated, which I, I will. I have it on blue, um, so I will rewatch that eventually. Uh, but there was a point where I did um, the Justice League animated and Superman animated, and it might actually maybe it was ten years ago. So I, I'm I'm due for that because I did uh, Justice League, uh, Superman, and then I did some of the newer ones like um, uh, the Teen uh, Titans one. What was it called? Um, Young, no wait, Young Justice, and that was actually pretty okay. Good. Yeah. yeah, and this was years ago that I watched it, but that one was actually pretty good. And there is a newer Spider-Man too that I'll, I will, I, if I if I keep doing this, which I might like, um, Spectacular Spider-Man. It was just one season. Okay. It's actually that was actually really good too. I like that one. But the only thing is, um, the Justice League and the Superman animated are hard to find. I have them on a on a. Uh, I have them. <laughs> but I, I don't have the so the they are available for stream on Teletoon Plus. What what, which, what is that? Is uh, it Tubi? No, it's Teletoon. Remember Teletoon? I I do remember Teletoon, but we, Teletoon we, Plus and, is there a and, fee? And, uh, of course there. Well, there's a 30 day trial, uh, and you can and it's through Prime. Ooh. Or and, and and after the first month, it's six bucks a month. But I mean. Okay. You could just if you wanted to you plan on it, it, it's only three seasons. I mean, it's super yeah. And then Justice League is, uh, it's two seasons and then two seasons, right? Yeah. Like, because yeah, the total, animation yeah. changes halfway through. Well, they change it from Justice League to was it Justice League un- United, un- United or Unlimited. Or unlimited. It's one unlimited, of maybe. Yeah. Yeah, and those are good. T- like that Justice League show is actually pretty good too. I remember liking that one yeah. quite a bit. It's unlimited. It's un- it's unlimited. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I remember. I remember liking both of those shows. Superman was good. Superman's the farthest away or farthest back that I watched. So maybe I'll watch that one once I get done some of this stuff. Um, yeah, I could do that. 
uh, I do have, so I have Batman animated. They did a, a nice blue Blu-ray uh, copy of that a couple of years ago. I got that. And then I actually do own X-Men on DVD. I bought it when I was living in the dorms in the States because I was homesick and I wanted something to remind me of home. So I, I got X-Men animated on DVD so it would make me feel like a little kid again. But I'm just watching it on Disney Plus now out of the convenience. Yeah. Yeah. And that's think... the better copy anyway. So there you go. But uh, yeah, I'm a couple episodes in. It's good. There was one episode I, I really liked. Um, Wolverine goes to Canada to get away from stuff because, you know, uh -huh. he's he's moody and uh, he meets some Inuit people. And he uh, I was really surprised by it. They like they use the words like indigenous people and Inuit and like. It was uh they were really good about it. I was just like, man, I was like, this show from like '93 like had a better awareness of this stuff than like things today do. So it was uh, it was surprising. I was like, man, they did a good job with this episode. So that was cool. Uh, anyways, I talked about Spider Man for a while. Um, I watched White Chicks with Andy. Mm -hmm. Have you ever seen White Chicks, Jarrett? I have not. Uh, I watched this movie in theaters. I mean, good. some someone had to have. Someone had to have. It's um, it's not good. There's some stuff like obviously you're watching <laughs> really? it, you're going, you go, uh oh, you go, that's not good. But uh, I don't know. There's some charm to it, I guess. You had to be there, I think. Oh, I was there. <laughs> you had to be there. Uh, that's all I'm gonna talk about. With that. Um, I don't mm -hmm. need to talk about white chicks. Uh, and then I did, yeah, I watched this true crime thing called Murdaw, uh, murders. It's about this family in South Carolina where the grandpa and then the dad were both like uh, something in the, like the court systems where basically they had control over everything. And then they like amassed a fortune over this because they kind of swayed people and they had some sons and the sons were real pieces of shit and the son's on a boat and he's real drunk and he crashes it and a girl dies. And then uh, they try to cover it up. But then what happens is that kind of like, uncovers that these guys have been covering up murders for like years um it was it was okay it uh you know what i find um with these true crime ones especially this one like this one is very recent like uh this guy got put in prison like a year ago and like this stuff all kind of came to light like three or four years ago so it's like very recent and um they do a good job with it but i find that a lot of these these netflix one uh netflix ones they try to like fast track these things so much that uh, some of them seem like speculative a little bit. Do you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Where it's like, it's just happening right now. And it's like some of the stuff it's like, it's like documented and like some of this stuff happened in news. So it's like, I don't think they like make any of it up. I'm not like, not like that. It's just like these things are, um, it's, it's kind of strange how fast they get them out. If, if that makes sense. But I don't know. It was fine. It was decent enough. Mm -hmm. Like it's I don't know. It's oh, probably two the, hours. The whole yeah, I'd say that the the true crime economy is pretty mm -hmm. fucked up because you just know. Oh, yeah, I know. As soon as one of these stories break, <laughs> the, mm -hmm. the ghouls are out. And you know, mm -hmm. uh, the, there's probably uh, some Netflix exec who's just waiting. Hello, uh, it's like we're really interested in this story. We brought some hot young documentarians along with yes. us we've all lined yeah. up ready to go did you see their work previously actually it's they, funny they, they, they very they very tastefully depicted the dismembered yes. child we just need you to sign off on this yeah um it's funny we'll make you sure say that we take care of you 
it's funny you say that because the way this ended, I looked at Andy and I was like, I was like, that was really dumb. Uh, it's like uh, one of these one of these dudes is in prison at the end and like he he's awaiting trial right now, but he's on the phone and it's like prison calls get recorded, and uh, the guy's just kind of like talking casually. He's like, oh okay okay, and then the last line in this is, did uh did Netflix do a thing on it? And then it cuts oh, to black. Man. And I was like, that is so lame. I was like, that was the like, I don't know. I thought it was incredibly lame. Like, the the whole thing was fine. And then at that point, I was like, is, is that some real? Were <laughs> the real monsters? Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> I saw it. and I was like, oh, it was really <laughs> stupid. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, anyways, that was a true crime thing. Um, nice. I played a Pokemon game. No. In completion this week. Wow. 20 hours to completion. You're, look at you stepping up your stepping up your game. Well, I was watching I had like two days off, so I, I had Spider Man on and then on my Switch I was playing my Pokemons. So I was uh, I, I, was, I was like nine year old Arge again. D- d- double fisting. Yeah, yeah. Um I played a Brilliant Diamond, which is the remake, and I know you don't care. But the game was fine, and I got to the end, and I've seen lots of memes on Reddit about how hard the boss of this game is. Like, the last fight you have in Diamond and Pearl, the Cynthia. And uh, I almost gave up after two days. I almost stopped playing. Like, I had fun. I ripped through it for, like, two and a half days, and then I got to this boss, and I actually Googled it. Like, I'm not a petty person, but I Googled it. I said, is this boss actually beatable? like because i i i think it was cheating like honestly like it would glitch out sometimes and i would like hit a move and then it would take away because in 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 pokemon you get like a set number of moves so you can use this move five times or whatever uh or like 10 times i would hit one of it and then it would go down like three and i was like what are you saying that the computer might have been cheating it was 100% cheating. And I, I read something about how they made the AI intuitive or something like that. But it was like, it had no it had no uh, restrictions. It could do whatever it wanted. It was it was absolutely insane. It was it was one of the hardest Pokemon like things I've ever done. I almost gave up. I was so frustrated with it. Controller flex and throwing my controller through the wall. Because wow. I, I don't as, I I found a Reddit post and people are like I, they're like yeah I gave up it was like it was too hard so I almost did I get and I was like I'll do it one more time and I beat it Jared it probably took me fifteen tries I think over the span of like two days <laughs> I'm glad, I'm glad but I beat it there. so now I'm I I feel fully gratified and now I'm like yeah it's good that it's hard make those people uh earn it you got to earn it Jared. Right. Anyways, did you watch anything? Uh, X Files. X Files season seven. Uh, I so I skipped. I, I skipped. No, it's this is the downward spiral. Yeah. I watched. Uh, I, I skipped Millennium. I skipped that episode. Yeah. Uh, and then I, the next episode right after that is Rush, which is about uh, children tapping into the Speed Force. Oh, that's if, cool. I don't know if you remember I, that I one. remember that. I do. Actually. Yeah, there's like, there's a guy who looks like he's been beat up. So that's from one punch. They like supercharge and hit things. Mm-hmm. And it's like angsty all. So they're really trying to appeal to like a younger demographic at this point because the show is definitely dropping in rating. Even though like by today's standards, the show was still a huge hit. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, it, it was definitely losing traction for the standards of 1999. Just in terms of X-Files 90s television? Yeah, well, I mean, yeah this is season 7 now, and yeah. I think everyone agrees. Uh, and I, I mean, I'm half watching this stuff, right? I'm like, I have my attention on important things like miniature painting. But I can even feel that there's something missing mm-hmm. uh, at this point. And I'm like, what are these episodes? Yeah, so this episode involves, like, yeah, kids. It's like, I feel like I've seen this plot beat a lot on this show alone um the episode after that is oh what's his name it's the, it's the episode the goldberg variation it stars mm-hmm. oh what's the name of that character actor um henry weems the character what's henry ween that's no what's the name of the character but what's the name of the actor i don't know oh, uh willie garson that oh, of if, course once you see willie garson well he's in everything ever yeah. he's just one of those character actors that's all over the place so this guy's just really lucky um and he's, mm-hmm. he, and he's trying to do the right thing as it turns out and I, there's a whole thing I about the mob that. like because he like yeah. he needs he wins like a hundred thousand dollars from the uh-huh. mob and they try to kill him but he's lucky and uh it's all oh, fuck this is some real touched by an angel stuff Ooh, i like that because the whole idea is like i'm just trying to get this money to get this little boy surgery and the, the kidneys only in england and oh, it's so torn, like it's so bad. <laughs> this episode, oh, not good, not good. Uh, that's followed by the episode Orison, which is a follow up to this guy that you don't remember at all from season two, Donnie Faster, who's this like oh, full on, yeah. he's a serial killer, he's like Joey he, Pants, like, like, like Joey Pants, who uh, he almost killed Scully, he almost uh-huh. serial killed her when she when they were really doing uh. Silence of the Lambs Clarice stuff with her. Ah, uh, yeah. And, and this yeah. is like this is like a weird like five seasons later he just shows up and he seems demonic but he can like use hypnotism and he almost gets her but then mm. she gets the last bullet and shoots him dead. Uh this, this episode sucked. I they, mm. I wasn't I wasn't a fan of where I was going with it. Mm-hmm. It's like them doing like X Files and serial killers don't don't work. But there's definitely yeah. like. Uh, more of a darkness to some of this stuff. Like it, it's like feels like Chris Carter, uh, if whatever his involvement was at this point, he's like, ah, so you didn't like Millennium, huh? Well, I'm gonna bring put Millennium into X Files. How do you like that? Mm, but well, but then the, oh, did you end then, up watching it? No, the Millennium episode. Okay, no, no, I skipped it. Oh, okay, yeah, I, okay. I left it alone. Yeah. Uh, so that episode I thought was. Uh, that's followed by the amazing Malini episode with Ricky J, which is uh, I know I remember that one. It's a it's a fun episode, but yeah, I mean, so it's I watching it, I'm like, oh, this is so Vince Gilligan, and it sure yeah. was, uh, very mm-hmm. much like his uh, interests. That's mm-hmm. then followed by Signs and Wonders, which is about snake handlers, and that's the, the episode I think I began sharing screenshots from. Where it's like, oh, it's another one of those like, oh, it's the devil. Uh, the devil's involved, mm-hmm. which doesn't make like I don't know what this show's about. Going, I don't know what's going on with X Files in general because so there's angels and demons now mm-hmm. because there's that episode with Bruce Campbell mm-hmm. and he was he was definitely a demon man, a demon, yeah, and and then like yeah, the whole twist of like oh and the, this other woman she's she's a demon too or like a witch or something and now they she's were like, both and, demons. And, and they're both demons, and now they both have demon. Now there's a demon baby out there that you'll they'll never follow up on, I'm sure, ever. Mm-hmm. But anyway, see, so this is episode about like, oh, there's a guy. He's like, he can summon snakes. 
<laughs> and then there's a twist of like who's the real villain, and it's like Him I don't or know the snakes. Yeah, and it's like what, I don't know what X Files is doing with like whenever they do religion, it sucks. Like it's yeah. so they're they're trying to have it both ways, and they don't have it either way. And like whenever they have like Mulder's be a dick to Scully about her faith, it's so it's so bizarre. It I'm is like, bizarre. It's like why is why is Mulder so like angry about this? But he's like, but aliens. <laughs> But aliens. I know. That's what people always comment on that, you know. Or, like, I see that on Reddit sometimes where it's, like, Mulder uh, with religion and then Mulder with aliens and stuff like that. Yeah. Or anything that's not aliens and then Mulder with things that are aliens. Or werewolves or vampires. Everything but... But but definitely not religion. Anything but religion. Yeah. Very strange. Yeah, it Um, is. And then, so this is then followed up by the two-part episodes, basically, uh, that wrap up the mystery of the final fate of Samantha Mulder. Oh, yeah, you do get closure on that, hey? Ooh, you sure do. And again... Closure of source. Well, the the, the the second episode is literally called Closure. Oh, is it seriously? It seriously is. That's kind of funny. And it wraps things up in a vague bow that is so unsatisfying. And I've seen people seem to softball this and talk about, oh, it's very powerful, very emotional. I don't is know if you it... remember anything about these episodes. So there's like this. I, I vaguely remember them. <laughs> so there's a this fat serial killer guy who's Santa Claus. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you, but you don't see him. But it's a total coincidence uh, that he was probably about to make his move. And then... Something intervened. What do you and, mean? Uh, something. Did, some things. Some yeah. things. So yeah, the whole first episode is there's like a bunch of children that all also went missing similarly, uh, with the same message. But then there was also uh, these children being disappeared, and then there's also ghost children making mm-hmm. warnings, and you're like, what's this about? And then it turns out, well, they they stumble upon serial killer Santa guy, um, who of course was like videotaping this girl who's just gone missing. But he's like, he swears, oh, I never did anything to her. I never did that one. I killed all these other twenty four people, all these children, but not that one. So it's like, okay. And then of course, oh yeah, by the way, Mulder's mom kills herself, <laughs> like out of the blue. Mm-hmm. And you're like, oh. And then so you're like, okay, so Mulder's gonna be sad. Uh, but he's got to get to the truth. Yeah. And then, I mean, this is spoilers for like a show that this is so these, ep, these ep, uh, 23 years old. Cause these episodes mm-hmm. aired February 6th and February 13th. And we get to the heart of the matter. Uh, and what, what was, what's going on is apparently mm-hmm. there are like alien angels that like snatch children up that are going to die no matter what. And just mm-hmm. spare them from torment. So I'm not sure where you get to sign up for this service. Um, imagine I can, uh, I can take care of that. Just give me the names. Yeah. So yeah, you know, if you're so you got to think about like all the children in the X Files verse that like have had horrible things happen to them. Where were these things? Where were these starlight beings? And you know what? We'll make it even. They were like, busy. They were bit. They were occupied. But, yeah. but they're like, oh, this, these were good ones. These were good kids. And then you get to be caught in, like, and then you get this final scene where Mulder gets to see ghost children. Because mm-hmm. it goes, like, because he explains to, like, oh, the guy who's, like, the psychic dad who's also being accused of being, like, mm-hmm. a killer. But he's like, my, my kid's just missing. He says, hey, they're all dead, but don't worry. They're in a better place. 
You're like, well, they, are they just children playing with one another forever? I mean, that that seems like it might it could get old. Who knows? How, how do these children feel about it? I mean, they're dead. I mean, they have nothing to worry about. I mean, you got nothing but the rest of eternity, I guess, to fret about it. But maybe that sucks. So, again, the cosmology of the X-Files universe makes no fucking sense now. None. Um, but you know what? Do you know what music plays uh, a few times? Over the course of these two episodes, do you recall? I don't. It, do you, it's been a while. Moby. <laughs> oh, uh, I think I, I, I actually, I think I remember. Isn't it like um? It's well, it's my weakness. Yeah, uh, and, and as and well the as the, the sky blue. is broken. The sky is broken. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. A little yeah. Moby, hey. Yeah, a little play. A little play getting used <laughs> here, which I thought for a second was like Sigaros. Cause it's been a while. Cause it's like that same oh, kind of okay. like uh, mournful, sad music. Yeah. And Mulder yeah. being like, it's okay guys. Now all the dead little kids <laughs> getting, getting handled by Santa Claus. Don't for, forget about that. It's, it's definitely all, Moby stuff. It's, all, it's Moby. Hey, if anyone's going to make me forget about the evils of the world and confusing cosmologies, it's Moby. It's definitely Moby. So how do you follow? I I was just like I was uh, not having the reaction I think that people are supposed to have while watching this. I was yeah, just like, no one would have expected you to. Yeah, I was just like, get real, like this is just oh, so, because the whole idea is like, because at this point it's so confusing because they've had back and forth with her. She's like, she was kidnapped. No, she wasn't. Oh, but mm. was she maybe kidnapped by Tom Noonan? Did she get paper? Uh, did she get paper hearted? Remember that? Yeah, I do remember paper yeah. hearts. Yeah, so it's like, oh, there's two opportunities that she was snatched by two different serial killers. Like, Possible. there's this is so fucking lazy. Fuck the the, the, the mean, hacks, the hack writing of this 1990s show. Everything had to be fucking seven. That's why I hate it. Yeah. I can't. I still to this day, I, I hate serial killer movies because they're just it's all ripping off the same fucking thing yeah. over and over and over again. They don't do anything new with it. Well, you're an infamous guy, uh, like anti Moby agenda. So I think that, that, that had something to do with it. Yeah, that bald man. Uh, anyway, so that was not great. And it's, yeah. And then, of course, they also dropped this thing where it's like, oh, cigarette smoking man shows up and he's like, I've had surgery and <laughs> looking sick. And then, of course, that does get a follow up in a few episodes, but we're not quite there. Uh, we get X Cops, which is the cops. Like it's essentially a found footage post Blair Witch Project thing that they decided to do, which was cute. And they're basically after a fear thing. It's a mm-hmm. it's a fear monster. Well, it always is, you know. The fear, it's always, yeah, the fear it's always a fear monster. But, yeah. And you know what episode that's followed up with? Mm. First person shooter. Oh, that's an all time great friend of the show. Ryan Nagel had that. Uh... A still from that is his uh, his picture for years. With, yeah. You know when he's holding the sword with uh-huh. the goggles. Oh sure. Oh, yeah. Well, with the skinny glasses, sunglasses. Yeah, that's an yeah. all all time great episode. Oh. oh yeah, yeah. That episode is the best. So, so bad. And William Gibson wrote it or co wrote it of, of all course. people because it's of about about, uh, about it's a cyberpunk. You know, uh, cyberpunks. Oh. I know about the cyberpunks. I didn't know William Gibson wrote that episode with uh, yeah, Tom of, Maddox, who's another uh, sci-fi guy. Oh yeah, that's yeah, even it's not... better. It actually had a pretty high rating for the 
season seven purposes, but oh boy. I had stopped mm-hmm. watching uh, X-Files at this point. I was uh, pretty off of it. Mm-hmm. Doing doing cool things you do in high school, you know? Like 40K? Uh, probably people on ICQ, most likely. Uh, oh, did you hey, have your fedora did, on? Did Craig bot just go away? Uh, uh-oh. No, he's still here. Oh. Yeah. Weird. He's checking in on your fedora. Apparently. Yeah. So you were wearing a fedora in high school, he says. I was. That was weird. That was a double uh, disconnect. You like yeah. disconnected and we came back on. Yeah, I mean, Craig Bat's, he's still up Craig, for me. Craig Bat? Okay, we're Craig. good. You know the Craig Bat? I was worried. Maybe yeah. there was the, uh, it was the, the go- it was the goddess coming to oh. hack us. <laughs> Remember that? Oh. No. That was the name of the 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 girl, the killer girl that the uh, the, the the lady programmer put into the program. Oh, okay. Because she was so alone. Because you don't understand what it is like to be, Ugh, so bad. And then this is followed by a cool episode uh, called Thief. Thief. Mm-hmm. You remember this one? Um. With Billy Drago, it's like this. Billy weird... Drago. Billy Drago. I, I do actually. I remember that. Yeah, yeah. That, that one's got some pretty sick stuff where it's like yeah. people being uh, microwaved in radiation, like in a CT machine. That's good uh, stuff. I like that. It's pretty good. Yeah, this one's like a. This felt like a throwback to uh, an earlier season. No mythos. Just oh, that's kind of fucked up. What do you even do about this? <laughs> what do you do about that? What do you how, even do? how would you handle that? And then how I left off. Personally? I left yeah. off on uh, episode 15 of season 7, Enemy. This is where uh, Scully and Smoking Man team up to cure cancer. More like Enema, am I right? <laughs> <laughs> I smoked him on uh, that one. You sure did. You know there's an episode uh, called Fight Club? Uh, I think I vaguely remember that. Oh, this okay. This episode's got a pretty cool uh, synopsis, Let me let me tell you. Mulder and Scully cross paths with a pair of doppelgangers whose close proximity yields unlimited mayhem. Splitting up in two, the agents try to find out why and what they are doing. Mm. Do they find that out, though? What are we talking about? Is this like a comedy episode? Oh, I see. I I see. I I just looked at the uh, cast as uh, who is... The doppelganger, Kathy Griffin, America's sweetheart. Oh, yes. Yeah, yeah. she's never done anything wrong, hey? Oh. Anyways, yeah, that was X-Files. That's for free, folks. And RJ did, logged out. He was he was done. He was done listening to me talk about X-Files. He's like, enough of this crap. Yeah, I'm never done. Oh, he's back. He, he, he walked away. Uh-huh. He changed his mind because he's like, "Oh shit, I gotta talk about Star Trek Discovery, the best show ever." Uh, I mean, if you if you want to hear about something, but all I gotta ask is, are you pulling up Deuces Wild or what? <laughs> if I remember between now and when the show concludes, maybe. Oh, okay. Damn, I see RJ <laughs> typing into the Discord. This is a... I, I did for a second. I saw. Yeah. 
I had to. Re- it was. Uh, it was things branded towards me. I had to respond to it. Yeah, at you. Yeah. So you want to do it? You want to talk about <laughs> everyone's favorite? Uh, I mean, I can. I could try to get through all of season three today. You could try. Know. There's 13 episodes. Oh, <laughs> Jesus Christ! I thought they were supposed to get shorter. They do. Well, uh, yeah. Well, I mean, I think season four is 12 episodes. Not short. I don't know. No, not short enough. Not short enough. I can do definitely half of it if. So it sounds like our numbers were good, Pete. The fan demand is there for it, hey? Yeah, there's definitely something. People are demanding the end of it all, but. Oh, okay. Well, I'll uh, keep well, about I it mean, what, what are we? We're giving away too much. I mean, oh, the the react the the reception has been palatable. People can't keep oh, their it's excitement. Been incredible. It's worth it's worth every dollar we receive for uh, two, two plays. Oh, all two was one of them, Lawrence. <laughs> I hope so. And then one was the person. Will, do you think Will Martin? That, yeah, because they were there for um, Enterprise talk, right? Do you think they stuck around for Discovery or not? Nah? Uh, man, we'll see. All right. Uh, even even that trekhead who. Uh, apparently going to be going on some star trek themed cruises in the future i mean i think uh, that's cool i think i brought it up to andy me and her might go on the star trek cruise wow although i think cruises we both think cruises are kind of gross so if it was <laughs> a star, if it was a star trek resort then we'd be there but a star a, trek cruise is less appealing a petri dish on the sea yeah yeah if it was like in like like at it, like some sort of beach resort, and it was uh, it was there. Then yeah. I would, I would definitely be down for it. Yeah. <laughs> All, yeah. I, said, I just imagine the people that go on a cruise, <laughs> a Star, like any cruise, but particularly a Star Trek cruise. I feel like if oh. you were checking out their Twitter accounts and their bio, there might be some uh-huh. mentions about being Polly IDK, <laughs> like Polly Ploidy. <laughs> Poly, I, I, I don't know. Uh, yeah. I, yeah. I say that because in Star Trek, there was talk of polyploides. I see. Yeah, which means they have lots of chromosomes, Jarrett. I see. Whole bunch of them. Oh, yeah. There's a whole mm-hmm. bunch of them on that boat. Yeah. Getting Anyways, yeah, you, you want to hear about Discovery? Sure I do. And As all the... two of you can join us. Come, come to us. nose and i didn't mute it <laughs> that's how much we care hey we care a lot that's why people need to sign up for the patreon yeah to listen to those special discovery episodes so, so rj one... can afford that kleenex 
that high grade stuff, so he doesn't get a all. Kleenex isn't cheap, so he doesn't get his I buy... nose all busted open. Bloody. Yeah, I buy Kleenex brand Kleenex, not Scotties. You don't fuck with Scotties. No, Scotties will tear your ass up. You know what I mean? Yeah. Why? Why are you using Kleenex on your ass? Sometimes you're in a pinch. Oh boy. Oh boy. You're in a pinch. Yeah. Oh. But yeah, you you sign up Patreon and uh, hear why Jarrett uh, uh, response to Discovery went, uh, whoa, whoa, wee, wah. <laughs> yeah. Actual yeah. response. Don't don't look into it too much. Just hashtag. Give us money. Hashtag feel the burn. <laughs> Oh, uh, see, I like that. Although you could get fired from your job for using that hashtag incorrectly. Oh yeah, remember that guy? No, no, I don't. I don't. Do you want me to tell you about that guy? He was local. He was uh like when that field the burn Bernie stuff was going on. There was like a place that like we had like a wildfire that was like burning stuff down, and the guy didn't. Like, the stuff it was burning down, like, the guy had political issues against. And he's like, that's right, guys. Feel the burn. I think oh. he had to resign afterwards because of how uh, distasteful that was. Real dumb-dumb. Context, folks. Context. Uh-huh. I'm talking about the burn. When you pee? Yeah. Get it checked out, you, folks. You gotta get that checked out, Jared. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Boucher. Well... There we go. Um, news, RJ. Yeah? You got any news? Do I have news? Yeah, what's happening in the movies? Movie what? scoops? I got to go to the Discord for the real movie scoops. Don yeah. Favreau hints that Salicious B. Crumb could return in The Mandalorian. Oh, fuck me. That's the big news. Mandalorian's back as of today, baby. Yeah, yeah, and it's a show. I'm going to wait till it's all done with. And then we'll catch up all at once. But, Jared, you got to watch book of Bo- two seasons of Book of Boba Fett. Uh, you already watched Andor, so you're good. But you got to watch two seasons of Book of Boba Fett, one season of Kenobi. No, there's, not, there's, no, there's no two seasons of Book of Boba Fett. Yes, there is. No, there can't be. Yes, there, there is. No. Yes, there is. No. It's not possible. Yes, no. there is. And you have to watch both. No. And Kenobi. No, 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 no. The Book of Boba Fett Season 2 potential release dates. Oh, okay. Yeah, I'm like, there's no... (laughs) The Book of Boba Fett Season 2 looks promising as of eight days ago. I mean, I doubt it. Uh, From from January 15th, Book of Boba Fett Season 2 deserves to happen. Okay, I thought there was two seasons. I'm a big man. I can say when I'm wrong. I thought there's two seasons, but I'm, uh, I'm glad I caught you gotta that. Watch, I caught it. You gotta on watch the air, it anyways. Not after the fact. Uh, no, we're not recording right now, are we? Um, how about from IGN? Uh, oh yeah, Super Mario Brothers movie director says Chris Pratt's casting is perfect. Actually, he's good at playing blue collar hero. And then the sub um, the sub line there is not everyone seems to agree. I would say whatever. <laughs> whatever. Yeah. Man. Man. So what else is new? Well, what's sad is the people in the comments saying things like, I've just lost all interest in animated films as of late. 
I think it's because I watched so many due to my kids. That said, I don't see an issue with the casting of Chris Pratt. I think he'll do a fine job overall. I uh, mean, people got the time. People don't realize how annoying it would be to watch Mario do full-length dialogue in his gaming voice. <laughs> yeah, him. <laughs> He's changed it up. He's going to talk differently. You mean I'm like this? Could not agree more. The only time he's really done full-length sentences in a game is in the Mario Teaches Typing series. And that is annoying enough when he's stringing two sentences together. The voice, while iconic and awesome, is not meant for full sentences. I really doubt that that dude played Mario Teach and Type. Anyone who says they've played that is probably lying. <laughs> I mean, little... I've played it. They probably watched YouTube videos of it. But he's lying. Yeah, Actually, someone... I don't know. I haven't played that. I played a Mar. Is it Mario's Time Machine or Luigi's Time Machine, which is also an educational. Oh Christ! I, can't... I think it's Mario Time Machine. Ugh. Ugh. Uh, someone, of course, adds. Yet that's what's happening in every language besides English. You know? I mean, yeah, exactly. Does Mario even have sustained dialogue in the games? <laughs> His pitch would be annoying if I had to constantly hear it. Sustained. I'll sustain you. Big Bad Wolf writes, Are people still making a fuss about this? He'll do fine, I'm sure. You know what I don't get? The internet? Why? Well, just why so many people are compelled to engage at all? How about... You do realize that Shigeru Miyamoto, the creator of Super Mario, approved the casting choices, right? <laughs> Check and meet. And then, tip of the cap, m'lady. Heaven forbid an actor pretend to be something they're not. I bet you approve of the casting choice in The Little Mermaid, even though it's written by a Danish author about Western European areas. <laughs> Who nobody cares. It's all made up. What's with Nothing all matters. the hate for this guy? Because he's religious? That's discrimination. Not everyone seems to agree. Seems kinda salty, IGN. Nobody cares. <laughs> so it's like of course the director wouldn't bash it. No kidding. Thanks, this, so, thanks, this is probably my mo my most personal is probably my most personal project yet, Jarrett. Andor's the one that's my most personal and honestly like it's um it's really like figuring out Star Trek saturation it's really fixing the fatigue you know it's the best series yet <sighs> the internet the internet <laughs> yeah you're yeah. a part of it I am a part of the problem yeah you just platformed all those people right there. <laughs> and if any of them turn into Chris Chan, we'll know why. Oh, don't. No. We'll know why. Don't. I don't know. I don't know. Anyways, you want to talk about a movie? Sure. Or a, or sure. A movie? Boovies? Like a bovine. Cows. Oh, I saw a video here just skimming through Twitter for a thing about movie. It's a, it's like an albino crocodile getting brushed with a, uh, with a like a giant toothbrush, getting his scales done. He looks very happy. I don't really fuck with crocodiles. 
Well, that's, it's, it's pretty. It's pretty scary, but cute. That's what they say about you. Aw, accurate. Not that's not what I say. That's what <laughs> they say. Uh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. It's... A lot of dudes on that Star Trek cruise have been commenting that. Yeah. Yeah. They say the very fine specimen. <laughs> very fine. And then... I'm very fine. And then they order a oh, diet as, Pepsi. As they only wear a fedora. Very fine. Hmm. Can I interest you in a diet Pepsi? No, no, no. I think they they all have uh, they're uh they're on cruise. They're gonna have white Russians. Ooh, white. I like white Russians. Those are oh, good. No, you know why they get white Russians? No. Remember the Big Lebowski, RJ? Oh. Hmm. Yeah, see, now, I, it's, now it's not cool. I drink them just because I like them, not like ironically. They are good. Sure, it's like a alcoholic milk beverage, I guess. Well, yeah. <laughs> what's what's there not to like? Well, yeah, exactly. Oh man, there's still a Lebowski fest. Probably. No. There's oh. a fest of every kind. Yeah. When's Creeps uh Creep Fest scheduled this year? Oh, I think it happened already. Oh, it did? No. That's okay. Yeah. I missed it, I guess, but it's fine. What? I was probably sleeping. Uh you check out that crocodile? That little alligator, whatever it is. Alligator. No, it's not on my Twitter, it was on your Twitter. Posted it into the chat. And then I posted oh. another another picker picker here. You know pickers? I don't know pickers. Okay. It's a picker. I know stickers. Where did you post it? Oh, in this chat. In this chat. Oh, I didn't get notifications of that. Okay, I see this guy. Yeah, he's who. He's who, I guess. Remember Leatherhead? Uh, I do. Oh, yeah, we all we all went <laughs> love Leatherhead. <laughs> Yeah, I remember Leatherhead. He's your favorite. Uh, yeah, I thought he was underrated, Jarrett. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Is what I thought. Cool, cool, coolest dudes at Lebowski Fest. Discord's, yeah, sounds good. I mean, it's, I think, occasionally dropping out is probably better than just, like... Going into robot mode? Type stuff. The Bagul stuff. Bagul fall. I guess. I guess. I think he's took his foot off the gas a little bit. A little bit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Well, we got a movie to talk about. Mm-hmm. Uh, after the break, uh, we're going to be shoving dudes into compactors. And then? I don't know. Uh, Walking through a party in the county jail. The prison band was there. They began to wail. The band was jumping and the joint began to swing. You should have heard this knocked out jailbird sing that rock. Everybody let it rock. Everybody in old cell block was dancing to the jailhouse rock. Spider Murphy played his tenor saxophone. Little Joe was blowing on the slide trombone. The drummer boy from Illinois would crash, boom, bang. The whole rhythm section was a purple gang. Let it rock. Everybody let I sure would be the 
Anita Colby. Brute Force, the stark, savage, searing drama of killers behind bars, fighting to get out to the women they can't be sure are waiting. This is the Criterion Creeps podcast, and tonight we're talking about Brute Force from 1947, directed by Jules Dassin. RJ, the tagline for this film. Yeah. Pretty fucking sweet. Power-packed picture. Um, what else? That's it. Power-packed. Power-packed. It's a picture. Watch out. Picture show? Yeah, you know it. Picture show? Picture so. What do you mean by power pack? It's so much power. Is, are they talking Is about the, like the brute force? Are they talking about the, the star power? I, I, I'm not sure. Is, Is that it? anything like the power glove? Maybe. Could be. I, don't, I didn't see a power glove in this, though. You didn't? There would have been in the remake, though. Hmm. Um, hmm, is right. <laughs> Hold up, player. Hold up. A synopsis for Tell this Tell me film. more. Time-worn Joe Collins and his fellow inmates live under the heavy thumb of the sadistic, power-tripping guard, Captain Munsey. Only Collins' dreams of escape keep him going. But how can he possibly bust out of Munsey's chains? How could he? How could he? Sort of a peculiar write-up. It kind of drives home with this idea of this like battle between inmate and like I mean it's and captain, not the warden. I don't think it's really man to man. No, it's like it's more man to system. Exactly, exactly. 
with you know what I mean with with hints of fascism. A mere couple of years after World War Two, you know. What do you mean hints? You're not hints. talking about metaphor, are you? Well, I don't. I don't know about that. I go crazy here. Okay. So, uh, Brute Force. This is a movie I've seen before. It's been like eleven Pretty years nice. since I've seen it last. Um, nice. I remember it being good. Um, yeah. But I didn't really remember anything specific going into it on a rewatch, other than mm-hmm. Burt Lancaster, who he'll motivate me to watch okay. anything, RJ. So he's such a cool he he's a cool guy. He's a, he's a good dude. What would I know him from? Burt Lancaster? Well, RJ, do you remember a little film called The Leopard? Oh, the leopard. Yeah, I know the leopard. You know that leopard. Illegal leopard. Uh, he's in the one of the versions of The Killers. Uh, yeah, I remember that, too. Of course you do. Why would you yeah. forget such a, an important thing? Oh, I think, wouldn't. I'm trying to think of other... Uh, there's any other criterion that I'm forgetting about that he has been in. I think that's all, though. It is. Um, but, yeah, I, I like Burt Lancaster a lot. So this is probably one of the reasons why. Being a criterion, being a prison film, and Burt Lancaster, those three things right there. Motivation enough. Yeah. I mean that's that's something, all right. It's something, hell of a thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and I mean, the other thing that's got it's got going for it is it's uh, Jules Dassin, who more or less is a pretty pretty consistent hand in terms of uh, the the Criterion outputs. Who Dassin? Dassin. Yeah, I know about Dassin. Yeah, he's a good guy. Yeah, he's kind of like Degas. Dagus. Do you know about Dagus? I know about that Dagus. I know about art. Okay. Yeah. I know about Dagus. Not too shabby. Uh, and so the screenplay is by one uh, Richard Brooks, who mm-hmm. also um, worked on such uh, uh, illustrious films as Blackboard Jungle, Cat on a Hot Tin Roof, Elmer Gantry, mm-hmm. which has mm-hmm. also got uh, Big Bert. Um, and also did the screenplay for In Cold Blood and Looking for Mr. Goodbar. Like the, like the chocolate, Mr. Goodbar? No, no. Have you ever had a Mr. Goodbar? I have not. I don't know if I have either. I don't think we have them in Canada. But yeah. I think we have three Musketeer bars here. RJ, how do you feel about men? Men uh, kept just together. Men in, just men in general. Yeah. How do you feel about men? Because this movie's uh, quite the quite the sausage fest. A lot of dudes. There are there are well, there are ladies. Ladies do appear occasionally. Uh, yeah. There's a four uh, of them in flashback. Uh, or yeah, I think it's all entirely in flashback, right? Uh. Well, I don't. Yeah. Yeah. For the women's. Um. I don't know if you saw my review, but I called this bro force. Uh, a movie with dudes on a slumber party wh- whispering gossip to each other. Because that's what I took away from yeah. this movie. Yeah, that's what, I mean... That's pretty accurate, that, no? That, maybe that's what your lawyer will tell you. Hey, don't you know what, RJ? Don't sweat prison. You know, remember Brute Force? You went, ah, oh, Bro Force? I'd say, yes, that's right, RJ. Well, guess what? Prison It's just like a... A slumber party with the She's boys. Like a slumber party, and it, and it never ends. Yeah, is that not what happens though? It can, <laughs> for some. But in this in this film, I mean, it's just dudes 
sleeping together and uh, I think there's a lot more secrets. there's a lot of a lot of cigarettes being had in this slumber party. I like that. Yeah, I bet you do. I like that. This is uh do you think this would file under um I I shouldn't have used the smoking tag. I should have I uh, there's a an account me and the Gabagools follow now called Cigarette Aesthetica. I uh, I wish I had used that tag. It fits. You still could. You still could. I know, but I already have, like, I've already been taking movies with smoking for, like, a year or something. I can't go back and edit those tags. <laughs> yes, you can. I won't go back Look, and edit those tags. You've got you've got some downtime, you know. When you're I don't on, have downtime. When you're on your break okay. um, in, in the, the little boys' room, you could uh, just start to get the work, great work done of uh, re In between re calls at Pizza re Hut? Retagging, yeah, that's right. Okay. I mean, I won't. And then, but... then when uh, Bryson, your manager, who's uh, Bryson, yeah, who's I don't know, fifteen yeah. years younger than you, <laughs> come on, go. Hey, Baylog, come on. We really got to talk about your productivity. There's, 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 there's pies to be tossed, buddy. I get, mean, he get, is get off the phone. I mean, he is my younger, but he really earned it. Like his parents owned the Pizza Hut, so yeah. like. Uh, I feel like he's really earned that spot. Well, no, so Bryson uh, got the job because he was friends with the owner's son. The owner's son uh, uh, basically stopped coming, but uh, Bryson kind of like always wanted to be their son. And so they oh, kind of because so they kind of thought that he yeah. thought that their son like undervalued what they what yeah. they gave him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He wants to be the true heir to the Pizza Hut franchise. And you so, know, I think he'll do it, man. He 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 re-implemented the nerds bar for the uh, yeah. soft serve ice cream. So yeah. he's giving the people what they yeah. want. So when Bryson sees this real slack ass editing mm -hmm. letterbox tags and whining about it on his pod, his little his little your little podcast. We need you to come in on Wednesday. Oh right, I forgot you're you you do a podcast. You're doing that podcast thing again, aren't you? What, what are you What are you watching this week, RJ? Are you on that Discord again? <laughs> and I say, Nah, Bryson. You're never gonna be success like me. If you want something in this world, you gotta work for it. That's what some people in the labor industry call brute force. <laughs> so that's what they say. It's this movie. This movie, RJ. Uh-huh. It opens up in media res. <laughs> you're like, oh, you're, does you're, it? You're just dropped into the action. And you're like something like, all these guys, it's the it's all rainy and prisony. People are all whispering. And they're like, Yeah, they're pulling a that that body over there. Oh look. It's oh, it's Joe. Joe's with them over there. <laughs> and Joey talking, Pants? Yeah, no, just Joe Collins. J J C Not Joey Pants. Not Joey Pants. Shit. No. Okay. Um, so anyway, uh, Joe, he's been in solitary confinement for, uh, for reasons. He's a very frustrated man. Uh, we've got ourselves a, as Wikipedia describes, a beleaguered warden, um, who like the, the real, um, I don't know, the real hand that's kind of, uh, running this place is old Captain Munsey, uh, played by Hume Cronin. Uh, who people might remember from stuff like Twelve Angry Men. He he's a wee man. Um, Is that Roy Munson? Yeah, Roy Munson. No, he's a, a a Canadian boy. 
Born in London, is Ontario. He? he is. Uh that's the that's is that is that the best London or the worst London? Ugh. London, Ontario. Uh I'll have to get back to you on that one. Okay. Okay. Um so anyway, he's the the kindly captain who who acts who who acts very thoughtfully and just wants cooperation. Mm-hmm. Come on, Joe, it's not so bad. Mm-hmm. I, I'll just send you. I'll send your all your friends down to the drain pipe where they're going to get injured and die from their injuries, one by one. But you know how it is, Joe. I'm just trying to run things. That kind. He's that kind of guy. Is he? Uh, yeah. So I I believe that there's like kind of this vague kind of context. At least the way I I took it. Uh, something happened. There's been. Joe wants out. Joe's. Mm-hmm. Joe, Joe's uh, old lady, his uh, his gal pal. Um, she's uh, laid up at home. She's in a she's in a wheelchair. She's got the cancer, and she's got to get a surgery. And uh, he wants to be there because she won't go through uh, with it unless he's by her side. And she apparently has no idea that Joe's in prison. And they never actually say. Why Joe's in prison, I don't think. Oh, he did that really bad thing. Oh, the really bad thing, you know? You know the one. Yeah. The one so, that it's like, ooh. Yeah. So you got ooh. you got Burt Lancaster. She's sure. just, you know, popping those shirts, showing those nips, puffing those cigarettes. He's showing the what? <laughs> just having, having long drags. He looks very intent. Uh, Did it make he, you want to have one? He's got a lot of uh, he's got a lot of things on his mind. One of yeah. those things is retribution. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I believe that there was a uh, something happened that basically they needed to take Joe. I mean, the I guess you could say that the captain wanted to take Joe off of th- these things. So he, he wanted to like, set Joe back because he's he's a little too popular. Munzee doesn't like it. He's kind of a, a well-regarded figure. Uh, and they, Munzee wants to feel like he wanted to humble Joe. So he had one of his informants, a guy named Wilson, um, plant a shiv on Joe so that when Joe uh, was found with it, he'd, he'd get a, a, a little stay in solitary to help break his spirits a little bit. Well, sure. you know you know what they say about snitches, stoolies? I don't. Oh, well, snitches. They get stitches, RJ. So like they're up in stitches because they're having such a fun. They're they're, they're laughing so hard. Oh, okay. So anyway, uh, there's just like a this amazing scene that it's all building toward. This is like about I don't know the first twenty minutes of the movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's some like chitter chatter. Uh, we get introduced to the doctor for the prison. This old man who's just a a big old drunk really hates his life in the misery of you know being a doctor in a prison. We have the warden who's just like epileptic. It's like, I geez, I'm losing control here, guys. Oh, boy. Uh, and then I think it's like, um, I don't know, the governor or some sort of like figure from the state who's like, hey, warden, you got to do a better job here, pal, or uh, we're going to take it away from you. And the warden's like, oh, Jesus, oh, man, we've had too many attempts on people's lives, too many Beatings, mysterious deaths, ah, oh, heck. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so there's this kind of going on. So there's this element of uh, Munzee, old Munzee, 
he's got this look in his face when he starts hearing about like uh, the warden losing his job. He kind of perks up a little bit because he's like, yes, yes, that would be so unfortunate if that were to happen. <laughs> mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So I do. No. Um, and so uh, all, there's also talk about how some of the local unions and uh, other industrialists, they're, they're not liking the, the cut rates that this prisoner running, uh, you know, making license plates, uh, doing other sort of, uh, you know, exploited prisoner labor uh to turn a profit and so there's that but we get we get a scene where the where the license plates get made and you get to see where um joe he's making he's making a plan but he's also making sure that uh he's being witnessed that he's being seen by the doctor right around um oh 10 30 which is when uh the boys all come together uh to teach wilson one final lesson what is uh, the boys' yeah. modus operandi? What is their weapon of choice? Well, there's to, well, there's well, there's first making lots of noise, yeah, uh, which is cool. st- staging a, a brawl between inmates that the uh, all the um, the oh god, what's the what's the old term the for uh, the guards? But there's like hacks. Make sure the hacks are distracted, and yeah. uh, while they're all distracted, that's when the boys they light up their little handheld. Uh, flamethrowers, like their little, well, tor- their little, little torches, torches. little yeah. torches that they use to uh, corner off Wilson, who knows what's coming because he's really uh, he knows he's gone. He's a stoolie. He's he a stoolie. He's been made. Yeah, he's been made, and uh, they just like encircle him with their little torches, uh, and they they're marching toward him and using their big flames as they move him toward this like giant compactor. <laughs> and he falls over right right into it, and he's crushed to death it, i know i liked it awesome yeah i i just i really liked the little flamethrowers yeah it was so it was so cute very very dramatic so of course so cute the, the doctor's kind of like ah so when did he die when he gets the call that the man's been killed ah 10 30 isn't that funny joe you asked me exactly what time it was when it happened so you'd know so uh, you i it would be known that i knew where you were and that it couldn't be possibly pinned on you joe <laughs> So they say. So of course, you know, uh, th- this is going on. So uh, right before, maybe right after this or before this, there's a scene in the the mess hall uh, with sure all the, with all the the prisoners all eating their gruel. And, oh yeah, this mm-hmm. is before. And one of the uh, cellmates to Joe, uh, the mm-hmm. guy, the one with the glasses. He oh, accidentally oh. bumps into uh, Captain Muncie, and he starts getting beat up by a guard like instantly. But it was a, totally an accident. And of course, Muncie's like, "No, don't do that. That was an accident. Oh, I'll talk to you later." And he, uh, of course, we start getting some flashbacks because Joe, of course, now he wants out. But before he gets out, he needs to take care of Wilson, which he does. But he uh, puts a call out to oh, what's the name? One of the the other guy, uh, Charles Bickford's character, uh, Gallagher, he's like the, the respected man on the floor who kind of keeps the peace. He can uh, get people to talk things through. Gruff old bastard, but he's he's up for uh, parole anytime. You know, that's one of those, those little carrots that's being dangled for him to mm-hmm. keep everybody in line and do what the warden says. Oh, any of these days, you're going to get that parole, but I tell you, Gallagher. 
We put uh, a good word yeah. in for you, kid. You help us out, we'll help yeah. you out. Yeah. Joe Joe sees him though as like a an ally in the sense that like, hey, you want to get out of here. We get this great little spiel about how, hey, this guy over here, I go, he's making a plan too. Ask him about it. Hey, yeah, any anytime, Joe. We're gonna get out of here on Tuesday. He's like, he's been saying he's getting out of here on Tuesday for the last twelve years. Um, but I've been Joe. saying that every Wednesday for the last six years. <laughs> exactly. Next Wednesday, we're out of here. We're out of here. This is this it. is the end. No. Mm-hmm. So Joe's like, well, I've got I've got the plan. I've got the determination. We're gonna get out of here. Buy gum. Mm-hmm. And he means it. He means it. So anyway, um. There's a movie night. Uh, he's trying to get all his skate. You have to get your cell mates kind of on board with an escape and kind of get them motivated. And you start getting a little bit of a background on each of them. And it's uh, it always comes down to to, to broad Zajay. Comes back to the women in their lives. There's the one guy who's kind of like this hustler who he who got himself played by a lady he once talks about who pulled a gun on him, and stuck him up, and he's like, I really respect you for that. And then um, you get the the guy with the glasses. He used to have a mustache. Um, <laughs> where you find out it's like, and like, just like probably like the, uh, the his wife, I guess, is this Jennifer Connelly looking woman. Um, she of course always wanted a fur coat, and this guy he felt that his their relationship was on the rocks, and then the only way to save their marriage is to steal a steal enough money to buy her a fur coat, and he does. And mm-hmm. within the breath of telling her why he stole this money and bought her coat, the police show up and he's off to jail. Gets kicked in. Yeah, he gets kicked in and immediately arrested, so he, just like that. I think that. he goes, I don't care if I'll get arrested, babe. You deserve the fur coat. You're the prettiest doll yeah. I ever seen. I don't care if they haul me away. And then, yeah, huh. and, uh, and then you got like the you got the heavy. Uh, who's like used to be a yeah. boxer. He's like kind of a man child. You don't get to see his flashback. Oh yeah, uh, there's also um, uh, this uh, singer uh, Sir Sir Lancelot who plays Calypso, uh, mm-hmm. who who kind of serenades us throughout the whole film. Calypso from X Men. Yeah, Calypso Cali- from Twisted Metal. Ooh, I'm you know thinking, what I mean? I'm thinking, I'm thinking X Men. I don't remember. I don't remember Calypso from Twisted Metal. I think is that not what the main guy like uh, Twisted Metal. <laughs> Calypso. I think Calypso is like the guy who started the Twisted Metal. Um, I'm pretty sure he started the tournament oh for the cars. Oh my god, look at this edgelord. He's non-playable, what? Calypso. Yeah, I know he's not, he's non-playable, but he's, uh, he's the one who started the, tur- the tournament. The right, Jared? T- tur- tournament. The tournament. But there, there's a mutant in X-Men called Calypso too, isn't there? I think. Uh, I have no idea. Edgelord, hey, yeah, this guy. So, uh, so the one guy Munzee approaches and starts pushing him, saying, "I need you to, to give me information." And of course, he's like, "Well, I've been reading your letters and not giving them all to you. Your wife wants a divorce." <laughs> and of course, this sends this guy um, into uh, into suicide, actually, and he kills mm-hmm. himself. Which, of course, Munzee goes, "Well, well, well, boys." I mean, oh, it looks like a suicide, but we all know how that could really be. You're all going to the drain pipe. 
I, I kind of overplay Munzee's subtlety, um, the performance yeah, of Hume Corning. Munzee's Munzee's awesome in that yeah, he's he like he's a very very despicable uh, villain in his low keyness, but he he also yeah. winds up um, uh, ramping up quite a bit. <laughs> he gets it, right, well it, when yeah. the power starts to come. When, when he turns into a, a full on Nazi, and we get some get like power. some Star Trek torture scenes. Ooh, yeah, like Enterprise tour. You did you notice that he uses like a rubber hose so it won't leave bruises? Well, of course it would, especially when you smash it across someone's face. I'm pretty sure. Ah, no, no bruises, just yeah. like a phone book. Just like a phone book. Mm-hmm. You gotta hit the soft parts of the body and leave no mm-hmm. bruises, just like wrestling taught me. Ooh, no, yeah. I like that. Um, so then, uh. What happens next? Um, so he's left for dead. They're going to the down to the drain pipe, which is just this like endless, mindless project. It's busy work that you can kind mm-hmm. of use as a punishment as well. Because it's like, where's this going? Nobody knows, but the prison apparently wants one. Uh, even though it drains to nowhere, they're like on an island. So, uh, Gallagher. So Gallagher finds out that his parole ain't never coming because they've all been the, the you know the governor said they're all on pause for now so of course this galvanizes gallagher to be like joe i'm go- we're going together and joe is like yeah well we're going tomorrow he's like what do you mean it's like we there's no there's no waiting we gotta go otherwise people you know someone's sick or somebody misses something and then the more time you give the the sooner you know munsey's going to find out about it mm-hmm. so uh they they have this like pretty high risk dangerous plan that realistically had no chance of being successful but by god you gotta try well i mean you gotta try uh so there's this one character he's like kind of the he's the reporter for the the prison newspaper and he's Mm -hmm. kind of just the go-between spreading information make sure people know what's going on um there's a talk about, you know, Molotov cocktails and, uh, you know, making sure there's a piece that, you know, you know, a little gun to make sure the, uh, the plan could be, uh, executed just in case, you know, some insurance. So of course he's going to go to, uh, to the drain pipe to let, uh, Joe know that, Hey, there's not going to be any dynamite, uh, for this, for this breakout, which mm-hmm. could, which could change things. But, desperation and all but before he can so he goes down uh to get a clearance pass so we can go down to the drain pipe and of course he's called into muncie's office and then there's this amazing shot of uh muncie just like looking like you know a, a real uh gabbles a real a real a real nazi uh yeah and we get some torture stuff <laughs> with the uh, tank top torture tank, yeah uh a whole beat down scene all the guards are kind of turning a blind eye uh before this, there had been a scene where the the warden's having a break, the the doctor's getting just wasted, and he he reads Captain Munsey up and down. He tells him everything that Munsey is at the end of the day, just a a piece of shit, power grubbing nobody loser who wants to like put people under his heel and uh, abuse people. Which Munsey starts slapping him around because he's like, oh, you saw right through me. Um. But that kind of sets him off a little bit. And then, uh, basically the whole, like, I don't know, last half of the movie, last third of the movie, or some of that, is just the escape. The build to the escape. Uh, and Whether or not it's going to be successful or not, it doesn't seem like it's going too great. Uh, 
again, it just seems to be more about the action of defiance uh, rather than it actually being a practical way of surviving. Because I don't know what the historical track record is for jailbreaks and people remaining free the rest of their lives. Two to one. Yeah, that's pretty good, actually. Yeah. No. In all the ones I've seen. Right. Yeah. Most people. You ever seen Escape from? I've only seen Escape from Alcatraz, uh, Life with Eddie Murphy, and this one. What about uh, you've never watched Prison Break? Uh, Is that a book? But what about Shawshank Redemption? Uh, is that a book? Uh, uh, yeah. They're both. Oh, okay. I think I've maybe read that book. I think it was called Rita Hayworth, okay. not Shawshank, but oh, I see. You know, yeah, yeah. I've only yeah, I've only ever seen Life with Eddie Murphy and uh, Escape from Alcatraz. Those are the only two other prison movies I've ever mm-hmm. seen. Yeah. Oh yeah, there's like one of the other guys. Uh, he was trying to. I think it was like the guy who who's a uh, in the military. One of the young guy. One of uh-huh. the young guys from the cell. He got his flashback, and it's like uh, he's trying to like. Oh, God, what is it? leave with his or someone's looking for him maybe and it's like it's like kind of the he's in italy Mm -hmm. and there's a papa who's there who's a real asshole and won't let them go and it's in fact her who kills her old man but he takes it he takes the the uh guilt for it the gig yeah he 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 takes takes he takes responsibility for it and so he so he's a good guy Right, he's a good mm-hmm. guy, um, and yeah. So they've all got their situation, but we also find out that Munzee somehow knows that this break's going to be happening at twelve fifteen, mm-hmm. and you're like, how could that possibly be? So Lancaster, oh man, it's so it's so good. Uh, when he finds out that there's a rat in his ranks, he like turns around and he goes over and he starts asking, "Hey, it's going to be dangerous when we go. What, what position do you want to be in?" And every everybody except for one goes. Oh, I don't know. You you just tell me where I need to be, Joe. Except for the the last guy, the one that you would most not trust. Uh, I'll I'll take the dangerous spot, Joe. I'll go in the back. <laughs> and you're like, and it's just like dun dun dun. And you're like, oh motherfucker. Is the guy does that guy also have a cane or something? Like no. he's walking with the crew. Oh no, he had no cane. I don't think. Oh okay. I don't remember. I no. just made that up. Yeah, you think he just dreamt it. Yeah. Uh, so anyway, uh, there's a bit of a, a rabble going on in the prison yard because uh, word's starting to get out that uh, the one guy from the, 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 the journalist, he's just been beat the shit out of and probably not going to make it. As well, the whole reason Munzee's allowing this to happen is so that he looks good, makes the warden look bad, and he will take power. Well, just at this very moment, the warden is being forced to resign by this governor figure or this like yeah, even higher above admin um authority authority figure and so over the intercom the warden says i'm being resigned and as of now uh captain munsey is the warden and munsey's like yes <laughs> so he's getting what he wants before he even has to do anything but he knows it's like any minute those guys are going to come out of the drain pipe on this like mine cart and we're just going to blast them we're going to blast them rj like how many minecarts have you been tied to? <laughs> oh, we haven't got there yet. So anyway, you're kind of thinking like, oh, how are they going to get rid of uh, this this snitch? 
Well, they're going to strap. I liked his, it. They I strap liked him to the front of the minecart, so he's going to be the first one to get it. Oh, it's exactly what you want. Yeah. So yeah. Anyway, they so the yeah Gallagher uh, is on the inside. This is where the Molotov cocktails are going to be dropped uh, as a distraction. There's some talk about uh, a military operation that could be fictional or real about how they infiltrated this like German tower because they're going to do it with the prison tower uh, and or the guard tower. And yeah, so uh, it's it's a go. Doesn't matter. They're trying to make it. It's it's chaotic. Uh, yeah, they're going to ride behind this minecart, r- r- make it to the prison gates. Uh, of course, there's like you know two guards with like a machine gun. <laughs> oh man, it's so rad. it's so rad. Uh, and then of course when the inmates start uh, th- tossing Molotov cocktails at the guard tower, they start getting mowed down by the guards in the tower. You're just like this is mayhem. Uh, people are just getting killed. Like you know, it's, it's kind of like, oh yeah, you get shot. Yeah, you're fucked. Like you're not gonna walk it off, except for, unless you're Burt Lancaster. Because uh, like yeah, they uh, they're most of them get knocked off immediately, getting shot off the cart. Uh, the big guy, the the old farmer boxer, he takes he takes this gigantic leap, of crashing down onto the machine gun man, uh, he's killing them instantly. Apparently. Um, and then of course, uh, Gallagher, they're, they're fighting their way through. He calls to the young guy, grab the machine gun. We're going to bring him with us. He gets shot down by the guards in the tower. Burt Lancaster's, uh, running into the tower. He catches a shot in the back, but you know, he's like, ah, I, I'm not going to die. Not with that son of a bitch Muncie still alive. Uh, uh, and then of course, uh, Gallagher, he's going to, he's like, this is, this is a one in a million shot. <laughs> He decides he's going to jump into this truck that's on fire, crash it, try to crash it through the gates of the prison, uh, mm. fails, and winds up actually fucking things up. Because now he can't open the gates uh, because of the way they open. That was a bad move. But then we get uh, Lancaster versus Cronin. The battle you uh, didn't know you wanted to see all your life, but here it is. Joe versus Munzee. And they're just like, fucking uh, Munzee swinging his gun belt <laughs> Joe, who's just like, yo, he's dying. He's been shot in the back. But Lancaster won't stop. He's going to get his hands on Munzee. And he does on the tower. And he picks him up. And he looks like he's about to give him an attitude adjustment. Uh, like like John Cena, who shares the initials JC. Uh, and he just double hand tosses him to the ground where he falls to his death. And even if he wasn't dead... The the inmates that are there just stomp him to death. Uh, so good. And then, of course... Uh, How many times have you been there in that exact oh, spot? I, I know, I know. And then, of course, some uh, the police show up and they start tear gassing the inmates. And they're like, ah, we're done. <laughs> we're good now. Munzee's dead. That's what it was all about. And um, uh, the movie ends. <laughs> and order is restored. The doctor looks at us. And gives us, yes, it wasn't worth it. But sometimes things are desperate. Like he has this weird, like tidy ending speech mm-hmm. that just is like kind of like I felt the studio was told they needed to have something. Don't where he went. This truly was a brute force. Yep, pretty much. There is actually a point in time where someone talks about brute force out loud. Mm-hmm. So that's wicked. Yeah, brute force. A good time for all. Well, yeah. I'm a I'm a big fan of prison movies, RJ. I heard. I have you ever seen um Life with Eddie Murphy? I I have not. No. Mm-hmm. 
You ain't never seen Life? I've never seen Life. You got to check out Life, dude. That's one of the all-time prison movies. I've seen David Attenborough's Life. Well, this is Eddie Murphy and Martin Lawrence. This is It's a genuinely an all-time prison flick. You've never seen that? It's on Netflix. It's not on Tubi. But, oh, man. You know. You know, I mean. uh, film writer Eddie Mueller wrote that Brute Force's climax displayed the most harrowing violence ever seen in movie theaters at the time of his release. I would put an asterisk. Do you, do you think it was the body getting thrown from the tower, or do you think it was the... Uh, it's everything. People the, was getting mowed the down. body, yeah. Body strapped yeah. to the Un- cart. Unforgiving. Yeah, some have said. Pretty good. Yeah, uh, apparently it was inspired by um, the Battle of Alcatraz, which is where um, prisoners uh, kind of like attempted to all Over. escape, but failed. It was like a two-day battle. This is, of course, mm. about a... I don't know, five-minute battle? Mm-hmm. Five minutes is a long time when you're fighting the whole time. Yeah, you know? no. Brute Force, uh, in case people haven't picked up my from my enthusiasm. Uh, this movie's pretty good. I think it's actually, since I watched it 11 years ago, I think it's aged pretty well. That could also be the context of which I, I find myself watching these criterions and being like, I want to see more men get crushed in stamping machines. I also would like to see more of that. I want to see really great shitty villains get fucking just murdered. <laughs> In what way? He's, he's dead. Kill. Get him. Get him, boys. Huh? Good. Bake him away, toys. Take him away. Bake him away, toys. Do what the kid said. Yeah. Anyways, so yeah, brute force. You, you weren't a big fan. Uh, I like my uh, I like this, this a good genre movie. And like I said, prison, great. Uh, it doesn't really drive home the shittiness of prison like other movies uh we've watched or will watch. No, it seems pretty cool. It seems like it seems yeah. okay. It seems manageable. Uh, but that's yeah. fine. Yep. Uh, Burt Lancaster. Burt Lancaster is great. I'm not even sure. This actually feels like, uh, mm, I think this actually is his second movie because sure. so the killers from 1946 that we talked about. Oh, let's mm-hmm. take a look. 2019. Three, three years ago. Four? Uh, four years ago, almost. Yeah. Uh, a, while, a while back. A while back. Mm-hmm. Actually, five years ago, almost. And, jeez. Uh, uh, so this is his next movie. I think he's got. I, th- I think the kids got it. I see big. I see big things for uh, Bert. He's a. You know, he's a gymnast. You know. Bert. Yeah, Bert. Well, you're kind of a gymnast too, I guess. Eh? Of a sort. Yeah, of yeah, a sort. Of a sort. Uh, RJ, what did you think of brute force? More like butt farts. <laughs> You did it. I just thought of that. That was pretty good. That's pretty <laughs> good for on this. Wow, one. you didn't even plan on it. No, no, I I didn't have that in my pocket or anything. That just came to me. Impressive. Oh, yeah, it's good to be the. It's good to be the top. Um. Uh, yeah, this movie's pretty good. I liked it. <laughs> uh, it's it's actually a movie that I enjoyed watching. 
what a, uh, what, a, what, 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 a what a watermark moment for us. What a novel idea. Or a watershed. Yeah, what it's like such a standout. Hey, I enjoyed this movie, and then you go, whoa. <laughs> uh no this movie's good dude it's got a lot of cool stuff in it i like the prison system that's set up i like the boys the boys <laughs> is hanging out they smoking ciggies they uh they play in chess they're shaving one dude shampoos his hair for about 25 minutes he just he's just shampooing it there while everyone else is just kind of hanging out and i appreciated that i was like i like this dude shampooing his head uh i like seeing the boys at work they're making the license plates that's good stuff um you got the drunk doctor. I thought that dude was cool. Very relatable. Very relatable, the doctor uh, part. Uh, I liked the... Um, I liked the warden. Mm-hmm. I feel like I feel like if this was remade now, it would be played by... Um, uh, who was the Fonz again? Henry Winkler. I feel like it'd be like a Henry Winkler type guy. I see. Where he's like kind of like... like well, Henry Winkler's likable, but like... You know what I mean? Like a likable dude, but is like a nervous dude. And you're just like, oh, poor guy. Uh, and then uh, Muncie. Mm-hmm. Oh, man, Muncie. You know, some people have called you a real Muncie. See, RG just had enough. Yeah, Muncie, hey? Muncie. Uh, I was saying, he he's so fun to watch. You just watch him being evil all the time, and you're just yeah, like, man. Scheming. Classic Muncie. Roy Muncie. What a guy. Uh, so you check him out, and that's cool. Um, I liked flamethrower, uh, like torch flamethrower intimidations. <laughs> that was cool. Uh, I liked hose beatings, hose tank top beatings. I thought that was cool. Uh, uh, I liked um, men getting tied chained to the front of carts to be turreted down yeah I thought that was cool mm-hmm. uh and i really liked dudes getting thrown off of buildings because it looked like that was a real dude getting thrown off that building and i kind of <laughs> like that and then it was a dummy on the ground that they were stomping on like surely we don't they need... did i think they did throw a guy off of that building which was kind of cool so bad uh, it truly was a brute force some truly said. Uh yeah no I thought all of that was good stuff I I liked all that quite a bit the only things I didn't really like was um I didn't think it needed the flashback scenes yeah uh, it was enough that they just talked about it you didn't need the scene where the dude is like my doll she always really deserved uh um a porcelain pot and I stole it for her so she would have it forever and you're just like yeah that's fine. You could just say why these guys are in prison. You don't actually have to show it. Well, I mean, this movie was uh, all of, what, 83 minutes long? Which was also really nice. No. Yeah. Uh, this movie could have been 63 minutes long without those scenes, and some have said it might have even been better. But, uh, yeah, no, Brute Force is cool. It's a good show. No. Yeah. I was yeah. just um, looking at my my list for the... Criterion Creeps ranked from 301 to 400. Let me tell you, RJ. Right now, Brute Force at number six. Just underneath... Um, just underneath that movie we watched one time. I, it's I, probably I, just underneath the Burmese Harp, eh? <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah. No. That's Which is a movie we watched. It is. You know, I it's been it's been a rough hundred films. Rough hundred? Yeah. These this last batch has been pretty tough. It's been a rough I think the next I think the next few months there's gonna be some uh highlights finally. Well, we'll see. But uh yeah, this has been Ooh, baby. We'll see. Yeah. I don't trust no one. And, 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 I, and I don't think it's just us. Not just us. Mm-hmm. I don't trust no one or nothing. We'll see. We'll see. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, I've, I've even got uh, Equinox uh, sitting at 28. Equinox was cool. I know. But then again... It's Equinox. This will be the one that this this list might really upset people. Whatever. Nobody <laughs> oh, they, they might look at this one. Well, they've only got what seventeen movies to to get us through. Uh, yeah, four hundred. Four hundred. Could be a good time to cu- pull the pin. Ooh. Some have said. <laughs> Some have said a threat that becomes more and more real <laughs> with every passing week. Some have said. Yeah. We'll see. Um, <clears throat> I don't know. I thought that stuff was fine. Like, it felt like uh, what, what a 1947 movie would have. Because it's like, it can't be all men. You gotta, you gotta, you gotta have uh, some story. You gotta connect with these characters. You gotta have the home life. What they're fighting for. And they, that's why they would have inserted that. Because otherwise, it's like, I think you could have stripped that out and mm-hmm. made this movie and focused, honed in on power and uh what you're supposed to do when under oppression and which would mean like i think the problem though is that i mean i think america is quite fond of its prison system <laughs> and that it maybe doesn't like you know these um allusions to uh you know saying that some of the people who might be running prisons are, are like nazis <laughs> i mean they did do that but there were some other reasons like wow well, you know it's she's justified he wanted to make sure that his wife uh, or girlfriend got her uh her surgery done. What surgeries have you needed lately? Uh, I think I'm good. Colonoscopy? That's not is that a surgery, RJ. They're not cutting you open. It's a medical procedure. It's a med- yeah, it's different than a surgery. You don't... Yeah, when are you going to get one? <laughs> what? You're, you're, you're getting pretty old. You'll probably Man. do soon. RJ, let me tell you about my <laughs> double enema. Oy vey. I just saying, dude. Uh, you got to check your colon once in a while, and especially a man of your out. age. You got to check it out. Like uh, as yep. soon as you get over sixty, you definitely got to be on top of that. Remember when Hank Hill got a colonoscopy for his? I const- do, and that's for, why I'm... for his constipation. That's what I'm bringing up. You're a very Hank Hill esque mm-hmm. individual. I tell you what. Exactly. Hey, you want to hear from people who hate this movie? Come on, who doesn't like this? Kobe, Kobe rules. Uh, Kobe's dead. So, well, shows maybe, what this maybe, guy knows. Maybe their name's Kobe. Uh, They're not the Kobe. I doubt it, but let's see. One star. It's not exactly fair to judge this in comparison to the Shawshank Redemption or the first season of Prison Break, coming as they did so many years after this piece. But it really doesn't feel like it does anything special. So instead, let's talk about how stupid the Hays Code was. 
not its mere existence. That's blatantly stupid, and its ruinous effect on films from the early 30s to the late 60s is well documented. What's stupid about it is how finicky and detailed it was. Its Byzantine regulations essentially turned into a game for any director with an ounce of creativity. And its attempt to specifically legislate things away just left a bunch of loopholes nobody ever bothered to close. Censors would enter intense negotiations about millimeters of fabric on actresses. And then Jules Dassin walks in, proudly announces that the U.S. government are essentially Nazis, directs a film entirely sympathizing with convicted criminals, and the censors are busy haggling over whether it'd be too much for Burt Lancaster to have his eyes gouged. Um... Forest for the trees, fellas. Forest for the trees. It's quite clear from some of the stories that you could run a rough shot over the spirit of the code as long as you adhere to the letter of the code, which makes the whole thing just utterly, well, stupid. This isn't terrible by any means. That's why I gave it one star. Mm-hmm. And Hume Cronin channeling Vincent Price, except before Vincent Price, that's not true, uh, as the captain in charge of the prison is clearly worthwhile seeing. But as an overall film, it really doesn't stand out as anything particularly special. Because <laughs> that's the measure of it. Like, uh, is that his whole review? Yep. I hate when people say Byzantine you know, or like Byzantine for anything. Because I feel like nobody knows what that word actually means. What about the vampire movie by Neil Jordan, Byzantium? Ex- exactly. Exactly. Hey, do you want to hear about Kobe Rules' bio? Yeah. I tend to rate lower than most because I was 900 films deep into my Excel spreadsheet of my how important is a physical copy of this film to me system at which anything I do not care to own for whatever reason is automatically a half a star before before I started using Letterboxd. So one star and up are some degree of I liked it. (laughs) <laughs> which mean which means one star of me translates to what often 2.5 to 3 would be for most people it also means i have a lot of half stars because that ranking holds again what is for most people almost half the ranking system philistines if you will (laughs) i do not hate films as much as my graph suggests i do is my point (laughs) wow graphs okay i'm gonna send graphs in in our excel spreadsheets yeah that's that what this person's a Life of the body. Okay, I'm, I'm sending you a picture. Oh, this is what I imagine uh, Kobe rules looks like. I sent in our, our Discord chat. How how uh, how Byzantine of this guy. It is, really, truly. Uh, that's a Byzantinium, some have yeah. said. Yeah, look at him. Look at, those, look at those angry eyes. Oh, my God. No. Why do... Why bother? Why so, go to so the trouble of doing what are, that? What are the movies that this uh, guy thinks are worth owning? That things are worth owning. Yeah, like what are his five star movies? Like this it, is definitely worth nine hundred films deep in my collection. Oh my god! Well, his favorite films right now are The Infinite Man, Touched with Fire, Manners, and Pride. I don't know what any of that shit is. Only f- those are some of his five star films. Other five star films: Mulholland Drive, Rear Window, uh, A Ghost Story. Uh. Anything else in here? I don't even know what the poster is, so I'm going to assume yeah. it's pretentious. Um, 
Let's look at some four and a half star films. Fuck, I don't know. No, but, uh, forget this. Boys Don't Cry. Hey, how about Showa? Neil, yeah. Niels Mathis, Underhund. Oh, shit. One and a half. Yeah. A quote unquote gritty prison drama. And yes, the quotes are warranted, RJ. Who said it? You fucking oh said it. Oh, my God. For its time, Brute Force might have been quite dark and rugged, but since then there have been so many rougher and grittier prison dramas that the film has lost quite a bit of its punch. It all comes off a bit too clean and proper by modern standards. Joe Collins is one of the prisoners locked up in the Westgate prison. The men are treated like animals, and the wardens abuse the power they have. When Collins is put on the toughest duty because a cellmate of his committed suicide, he figures it is time to plan his escape from the wretched place. Though things do heat up in the second half of the film, the execution of both action and thriller elements remains a little underwhelming. The film does have a few memorable moments, and the performances aren't too bad, but it's not enough to make a lasting impression. Brute force didn't stand the test of time. Niels has got some stuff going on. Oh. Looking for rare gems? Check out my all-time favorites, uh, which I'm going to read some of these rare gems in a second. Uh, Want an in-depth take on my taste? Read more about it here. In short, I'm a dedicated film fan who watches indiscriminately, but I have a clear, strong preference for contemporary Asian cinema. I feel like I feel like either we've talked about this person before, <laughs> or, or we're seeing a trend. There's, there's something about Letterboxd. Uh, some rare gems, and the ones I'm going to pick out are movies that I've seen or I know about. So if I have seen these things, they can't be rare gems. Enter the Void by Gaspar Noé, mm-hmm. Tetsuo the Iron Man, Irreversible, Pi. No. Deep Red cut. line the anime. Deep cuts. Uh some David Lynch shorts. Uh Hardcore Henry. That's a deep cut, sure. Uh Beyond the Black Rainbow. Uh Perfect Blue. Is this this, this is clearly Akira? not Akira? Appear apparently Akira <laughs> is a deep cut. This is clearly like not aimed at people who actually use letterbox. Like I don't know who this is for. No, that's a that's a dude that you met. Like at a party, and he's like, "Yeah, I love Moody's movies. Fight Club is cool." Can't and you? So I got some deep cuts for you. <laughs> you ever fight... heard of Akira? Yeah, it's like Japanese animation. <laughs> yeah, Jordan Peele's gonna was gonna make a movie about it one time, and Christopher Nolan was gonna make a movie about it one time. It's gonna happen. <laughs> These are deep cuts. Deep cuts. Oh man, I think that yeah. One more, one Silly. more, another one and a halfer. Uh, this is a rewatch by Rich Pure Doom. This guy better be fucking cool. I'm surprised at all the positive reviews of Brute Force because few movies are as dull as this. Oh my god, this movie! Like I didn't have this a problem with this. Not boring I, at all. No, at, at all. Like it's just it went by. It's probably one of the first movies I've watched in forever where I didn't like stop and start constantly. Mm-hmm. everything is essentially by the numbers and there's nary a surprise or interesting occurrence in the entire runtime. 
The direction is linear and wholly uninteresting cinematically. Jules Dassin would become a master by the time the night and the city came around, but it's clear he didn't have a handle on his cinematic tools here. Massively overrated oh. picture. <laughs> he didn't have a handle on his tool, RJ. The 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 cine tool. Oh my god! This guy half starred uh, "Taste of Cherry" in Amicord. Whoa! 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 Which seems whoa. bad. Whoa! Whoa! Uh, whoa, which... whoa! 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 Amicord. Half a star. Half, half star. And I mean, I know we weren't huge Taste of Cherry guys, but I think we were both like, yeah, Taste of Cherry is good. Yeah. Uh, Rich Pierre Doom has a band camp uh, and they do black metal, Jerry. Okay, there you go. I didn't, I, I was, I was looking at what the songs were called and like the a- images. I was like, I, th- I bet this is black metal. And then right down the tag, black metal. And I went, mm-hmm. oh, yeah. No. Yeah, I, I know, know what this dude's about. Look, if I was a black metalist, I probably wouldn't be all. I wouldn't be super crazy about Amarcord. But if you were a black metalist, would you give five stars and a heart to Toy Story Two? Yeah, yo man. NDT. Yeah, man. My kids love and, it. And Miami Vice. Hey, Miami Vice has got a weird like fan. It's following. it's not a bad movie, but I I don't think it's a five star movie. It's probably a three star no. for sure. It's man. not bad. Which is funny to see. I haven't seen anyone five-star well, I, Miami hey, Vice in a long, I re- long time. You know, actually, the one that kind of in some ways maybe dates a person because I remember for a period of time when Toy Story 2 was like always in like it was the, the pinnacle top... of cinema. It was. Like, there's like, it yeah, was always on IM, IMDb top 10 like for a long time Toy Story 2 was. And you and it's like, oh, really? <laughs> it's a, it's a you know what I think it was? They're, they can't stop making them. And every time Toy Story 3 came out and they said 99% out of 100, it's the best. And then Toy Story 4 came out and they said 99% out of Can't be topped. Can't be topped. And they, they uh, fitting ending, it's done, we're done. And then they just announced Toy Story 5. Yeah. I think, I think, uh, I think it's just, you know, they're catching up to themselves, Jer. Hmm? They're catching up to themselves. Anyways, anyways, so that's that's what we got going on. Yeah, and uh, yeah, people, humanity. It's always a, a it's a snapshot, you know, to have other opinions, you know. Are you talking about humans? Human, human Cronins. Human. Humans. Yeah. yeah, we got that too. <laughs> find. Uh, I want to find the final words of the doctor in this movie. It's uh. The doctor? Yeah. He says only a human <laughs> could have this brute of force. There's one point. I'm not sure who it is. They're like, I, oh, yeah. There's a bit where um, the journal, the journalist, he's going through the um, the plate shop and he's saying hello to people. I was like, through mm, the prison yard, Muggsy. Hey, how are you? <laughs> <laughs> Love it. Hey, Love. Muggsy. Hey, Joey Pants. Hey, yo. Where you been? Like Doctor Walters. Is it after Munzee has backstabbed? No, that's not it. Oh, yeah, because that's the quote from Doctor Walters too. Like this is like after he got smacked around by Munzee. That's it, Munzee. That's it. Not cleverness. Not imagination. Just force. Brute force. Congratulations. 
Force does make leaders, but you forget one thing. It also destroys them. And at the very end of the movie, Dr. Walters goes, nobody escapes. Nobody ever really escapes. (laughs) And the real monsters are you. (laughs) New America. The prison that is life. And podcasts. Well, there's that too, obviously. Any final thoughts on Brutus Forces? Pretty good. Pretty good. Pretty good show is what I'll say. Very well. Very well. I agree. Very good. What a pleasant treat. (laughs) What a shock. (laughs) A movie that was like somewhat enjoyable. (laughs) Crazy. 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 After the break, RJ, you're on the front of the cart. I'll definitely take that. <laughs> it's a good view. I hear the train a coming. It's rolling round the bend. And I ain't seen the sunshine since I don't know when. I'm stuck in Folsom Prison. And time keeps dragging on. But that train keeps rolling on down to San Antonio. When I was just a baby, my mama told me, son, always be a good boy, don't ever play with guns. But I shot a man in Reno just to watch him die. When I hear that whistle blowing, I hang my head and cry. RJ, when we jailbreak from this podcast, what position are you going to be in? I'd like to be thrown from the building. <laughs> thrown from the building. <laughs> Stomped to death by the citizens of Creepsville. Yeah, I would definitely. Yeah, that's exactly how I'd want to go. That's how you want to go. But they can't have my body. Oh. You got to promise. They can kill me, but they can't have my body. You got to promise me that. I see. I, I promise nothing. Or I get thrown in a volcano. You can email us criterioncreeps at gmail.com and, I don't know, um, throw yourselves in the volcanoes, I guess. Don't do that. Uh, we got a oh, Facebook yeah, page. Thing for you to say. <laughs> yeah, don't do that. I mean, uh-huh. don't do that. That's stupid. I said I would do it, not not other people. Yeah. Um, we're on Instagram. We're on Letterboxd. I'm Jared Duncan. He's Barn Loaf. Archie didn't even want to talk about. It. Here comes the boom. Um, well, I will. I will. I will. We got, we, next time. Next time. Huh? Uh, we got a Patreon. You can join us on the Discord that way. You can listen to exclusive episodes talking about Star Trek Discovery, learn about Red Angels and Spore Drives, uh, among other things. Yeah. Amongst other life lessons. I didn't even bring up the spore drive this week. Not even, I did. I'm very concerned about it. I know you it. did, but yeah. I didn't is what I'm saying. Uh, SoundCloud, Stitcher, iTunes, Google Play. Next week, though. Tumblr. Shohai Imamura's Vengeance is Mine from 1979. Uh, Do you know anything about this movie? Good. 
Did you know anything like about this? It's a title. It's uh, one of those popular Criterion movies. But... Is this the one that's the origin of uh, like Mrs. Doubtfire? I think. Like so. the basis? I think so. Oh, okay. But, but you know what? I'm not even going to look it up because I trust what you say, RJ. You never steer yeah. me wrong. You've never, you've, never gotten, you've never gotten any fact ever wrong. No, nope, nope. Book of Boba Fett has two seasons. Check it out. Yep. You got to go watch them both, I guess. So That's on you, pal. It's on you, pal. It's not on me. It's not on me. Well, have yourself a Byzantine week. Let me go check my Excel spreadsheet real quick. Mm-hmm. See whether my... or not that's in the cards. Yeah, I'll see. I'll see if it's there. And you know, a one star for me, I might make it happen. We'll see. Good night.